Christ, you people suck. Wow. This is episode 694 for April 4th, 2022, which means we have survived the April Fool's jokes. Did uh, did anybody fall for any? The only, any? as stupid as it is, the only one that I fell for, even for a short period of time, was We Rate Dogs and the, the world's longest wiener dog uh, <laughs> joke that they put up. Which... The world's longest wiener dog. It was, I... uh, it was well done. I didn't see any, to be honest with you. I saw a couple. Um, the only one I've seen, like after the fact, which I knew wasn't real, was that um, Machine Gun Kelly is joining Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, it, it, they, I, I mean, like to me, I just kind of like shrugged my shoulders. I'm like, even if that was true, I wouldn't give a shit. I'm gonna be real honest with you. I had never even seen Machine Gun Kelly until I watched the new Jackass movie, and he got slapped in the face by a giant hand. And I'm like, yeah, okay, he's fine. He's listen. I, well, I saw I that video the... this weekend circulating of him singing aerials, and I about vomited. What's funny is, uh, I I know Machine Gun Kelly from Kevin Owens power bombing him off a stage a couple years ago. Yeah, all these dudes up for all... end up in the WWE, uh, don't they? He's yeah. not. He's not really a douchebag. He's just a white guy that rapped, and then fucking Eminem destroyed his rap career, so he has to change genres of music. Yeah, no, like I said, I'm, I'm like serious. I'm not kidding. He, no, no, I know that's uh, true because I saw that I saw that conversation this weekend when I saw him singing aerials on the Howard Stern show, and I was like, God, if he sucks this bad at rock, I can't imagine how bad he was at rap. He wasn't bad at rapping. He just suicided his career by oh. deciding to pick a fight with Eminem. Yeah, you Eminem don't fuck mentioned with him. Eminem. Eminem mentioned him in a song. He got angry, decided to write a pretty decent diss track, to be honest with you. Like, most guys don't have the balls to do it. Um, and when they do, they end up they end up doing Nick Cannon levels of diss tracks, which, boy, if you want to hear a bad diss track, fucking, he put out two. He put out two. Like, if you and your gang are, like, you're named after a candy to Eminem, like, if that's the best you got, it's bad. Um... Oh, and they also said, like, how dare you raise somebody else's daughter? Like, Nick, you're not even raising your own. Shut up. I mean, the last person you go after on a diss track is, is, is a guy is, who is will speak, yeah, speak words around you. Well, uh, Machine Gun Kelly did a decent diss track, but of course. I mean, you can't, I don't care how Eminem, good you are. Eminem it's Eminem. fucking rolled up. <laughs> And, and and basically buried his rap career. So then the next album Machine Gun Kelly put out was a pop punk album. Dude, that's like, like challenging Willie Nelson to a smoke off. You just don't do it. I don't know, man. I'd really love to see like 
him and Snoop Dogg. Dude, him and Snoop Dogg just do it. it like on like on a I Sunday. I know, but I just want to see who could fucking do it before they passed out. Well, I don't know from, from smoke inhalation. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a hell of a long time. Mm. Anyway, uh, on the show this week, I haven't even got that far yet. We have Anthony. Yeah, we got the show. Yeah, whatever. Mm. We got the wombat. Yep. Uh, and joining us in a few moments at some point. Our secret guests. So, oh, you're going to... It's going to be in the fucking title when they click on it. It's not I didn't a, think that far ahead. Yeah, it's not a secret <laughs> if the names are right there, but we'll have Drew and Jay joining us at some point. I don't know. They said they'd be late, so who knows? Um, I'm sure Drew will be calling in from Bosnia, just so everybody has their hopes up. If he's late, it's because he was at church, I'd guess. Oh, so well, that means he won't be on from Bosnia. It would be funny if he was from Bosnia, too. Okay, he just calls That's from where the church. That's where his church is. <laughs> <laughs> he just calls from the car on the way home. The Church of Bosnia. The Church of Bosnia. Alright, uh, so let's talk video games. Anthony, you want to kick us off while we're waiting on these two no, gentlemen? I don't. Okay, all. well that's fine. Um, so, yeah, that Kirby game is uh, really good. Yeah, but, it is. Alright, we'll talk about that when you, you go. I've shared my, my early thoughts. I don't know where you are, Ryan, so I will um, let you talk um, more about we it. Haven't, we haven't had as much chance to play as I would like, so we're I, not very far. The only thing I have to add, well, first of all, I'm just going to say two things. Powering up the power-ups, yeah, love that. Uh, they get more and more interesting, and I'm like, yep, this is spectacular. Um, and, like, being able to, because there's still benefits to the early levels, they just don't do as much damage. Um, but, like, some of those are just so bloody awesome. Um, the other thing was, is today I fought probably the best boss I've fought in a long time in any video game. Um, it made me laugh. Like, I had to pause the game <laughs> and take a moment. Um, I'm not... I'm j All I'm gonna say is the name of the enemy, uh, which is Silly Dillo. I'm not gonna go into detail about it. Because it, it doesn't ma that doesn't matter. You know what you're getting into by the shadow of the character when you get to a boss level. Um, but I did not know what was going to happen, and wow. Uh, yeah, I love that game. I also picked up, because I was like, holy shit, I didn't realize that, that they were doing sort of like uh, lower tier games again. Because like they, all they've published for a long time was uh, Earth Defense Force. But D3 Publisher has kind of returned to their Simple series. Um, now, it's been out for a couple of years, but I, it went on sale, and I was like, oh, shit, I can pick it up, because their Simple games on the PS2 were really weird and experimental, or uh, just kind of, like, basic enough where I'm like, oh, this is worth the price. So I picked up Escape Trick, 35 Fateful Enigmas. It's just a, basically an escape room. Um, and you do it level by level. They're not, like... It wasn't super hard to figure out the early levels, but like I, I'm like, yep, this is what I was needing for a diversion. Um, other than that, though, like there was two of us at work this week, and that meant I was working a lot, so I was super tired when I got home, so I didn't play much of anything really. All right. So yeah, I remember those simple two thousand series games. Yeah, they would get uh published over here with like very basic names like the helicopter 
Yeah, in Japan there was like like they were all titled Simple Two Thousand. Simple Two Thousand, and the and the Two Thousand referred to Two Thousand Yen. That's how much it cost for the game. There was uh, even I think there was like a Simple Deluxe uh, Twenty Five Hundred series. I think the Sega ser- like the Sega um, collections that that were uh, released on PS Two were had that branding too to some extent. Um, yeah, I. I really liked those series, so to see that that was a thing that they've kind of returned to, like one of one of the games they released, I didn't pick it up, but um, is just called The Golf. What is this on, by the way? Switch. Uh, Switch. Sorry, okay. Escape Trick is is uh, on on the Switch. There was I also ended up picking up the DSi versions before they left because they were like one of them was a convenience store, one of them is like some sort of ninja castle. And I don't remember what the third one was, but they were DSiWare games, and obviously with the 3DS uh, shop going down or not being able to add funds by the end of the year and then going down next year, I was like, I'll just pick those up now so I have them. I also picked up a bunch of uh, Atlas stuff because that was all on sale, so I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll never play Shin Megami Tensei 4. Maybe I will, but I won't have that option if I don't have it, and right now it's like under $10. So I just bought a bunch of 3DS stuff. And, like, you can put on uh, SD cards that are bigger than 32 gigs on a uh, 3DS. You just have to format them properly. Yep. Um, So just in case anybody's wondering, like, there are guides on how to walk you through doing that. Um, Just don't use the Windows version because the – or the SD, like, foundation version of formatting because they'll just fuck up an SD card and ruin it and you'll have to go buy another one. Yeah, they're so expensive too. No, it's just a it's a pain in the ass. Right? It like is. now you, you ruin an SD you buy an SD card for this, you ruin it, and now you have to wait or go out and get another SD card. Fuck that. Yeah. There's so many there's so many like memory things out there and like I feel like nothing is compatible with anything else. You always have to format some shit. It's frustrating. Well, it's because the 3DS only wants uh, FAT32, yeah. um, and so anything over 32 gigs is formatted as uh, XFAT. So XFAT, you need you need to take a six. Like I have a 64 gig card, which is like overkill, but you know, obviously the next size up after 32. Um, and I think that's uh, what mine is too. And, like way too much space, almost. You'd have to download everything off that shop to yeah. basically fill it. So, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's that's me. I overcompensate my memory. I, I have a four terabyte plugged into my Polymega. I'll I'll never I'll never use that. That's never gonna happen. Anyway, uh, Jay joined while you were going over the simple two thousand games. Oh, buongiorno. Hola. Hola, mi amigos. We started the show talking about Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem diss tracks, and now here we are talking about Simple Two Thousand games. Simple, I don't know what Simple Two Thousand. You don't remember is. the, the D three publisher? D three publisher uh, publisher in Japan was like, "Why don't we make cheap games?" And so they did, and that's how Earth Defense Force and stuff got made. Um, oh. uh, Oni Chambara was one of them. <laughs> Oh, like, is that part of those series of those games they were making, kind of like shovelware, but they ended it, up kind of taking off a bit? Yeah, so like some of it's like very clearly shovelware, mm-hmm. and other times it was just like, oh, we have 
come up with an interesting idea, but we don't have a huge bu- budget, so fuck it. Here's a game that's 2,000 yen. Buy it. And so, like, I have one called Adventures of Darwin, which is, like, Pikmin with cavemen. Like, interesting concept. It, it's, it shouldn't be expensive. Um, you know, uh, I want to, I want to say that, like, I, um, Robotic Alchemic Drive might be part of that series. It was definitely made by Sandlot. But yeah, like, there was some really weird stuff, and then others, like, they remade certain old games, like, um, I, I see here that, like, King of Fighters 14 had a simple 2000 release. So I'm guessing this conversation came about because of the whole digital stores going offline and all those things like that, right? No, I bought a game on Switch that they, was They kind of brought D3. back the simple uh, game. Okay. Yeah, yeah they, they, they brought it back. Like, D3 Publisher stopped doing that because they found out that they could just keep making Earth Defense Force games. Gotcha. <laughs> And on the so, uh, yeah. topic of the um, the whole storage aspect, you guys say 64 is overkill, but I think I either have a 256 or 512 on each of my Vita and 3DS XL. <laughs> so, and how much yeah, of that? The, how much of that is full? Uh, almost all of it, actually. Oh, oh wow! Shit. Yeah, see, PS Vita, especially, I'm a, I'm proud of because uh, Ryan, you also have, you talked about Vita before, right? Yes. You know about the storage situation with the Vita, but there is a, a modification that you can do to the Vita where yep. it actually simulates the, uh, the nature of the PS Vita perpetual, I mean, uh, proprietary memory card and then yep. allows you to use the micro SD. And that's what I did. And Same. it works amazingly. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And the 3DS, I was just uh, putting out all the games and stuff like that that I had on the device. <clears throat> Kind of making digital copies of the physical, uh, physical ones and other things. If they're, if they're no longer going to support the thing, I'm going to go ahead and make it into a device that I actually want to actively use without, uh, having the eShop, right? So I did a, took a couple hours to do a little bit of work on both devices and they're both awesome. That's yeah. Bo- both my Vita and 3DS are modded. Oh, so yep. you guys are actually dumping like physical carts onto them like, like you could do on the old Xboxes and stuff I'm like not, that? I'm not. I could. I'm not okay, doing gotcha. that. For me, modding stuff like that is really more of a hobby than anything I do much mm-hmm. with. Um, yes. It's just fun to do, so I enjoy doing it. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible because you have these hardware that have so much potential, but they're locked behind all this red tape. So when you right. start peeling aware that uh, red tape and seeing what it's really capable of and getting like emulation and stuff like that that it can do on top of it, then uh, it can do a lot more. I think people get a little antsy when people talk about modding their devices and such because of the whole uh, aspect of piracy, but you don't even need to go down that route. That's just one possibility of right. a thousand other things that you can do with your devices. So I highly encourage people to try stuff on their own. There's so many great tutorials out there, especially if you have like a Vita, 3DS, you're not really going to be buying new games for those devices anymore. So now more than ever is a great time to make uh, those uh, you know devices so useful, uh, either to yourself or you can kind of do it as a hand-me-down to someone else that's going to absolutely love the library that you have. Also, I would download a car. Thank you. Right, exactly. I mean, who wouldn't? I don't understand that question. You know, with uh, 3D printing the way it is, I feel like at some point we're going to be able to literally 3D print an entire car from pieces and kind of put them together so that you can actually literally download a car. It'll be like a fucking so. Lego build. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll still work, I think, but it's going to take a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Uh, and while that tangent was going on, we had Drew join the show. What's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah, I'm here. Hey. Hey. 
All right, are you done, Anthony, with your game so we can move on to the next person? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, Drew, you want to go? Yeah, sure, I can. Okay. 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 Um, nothing much. Playing Control. Yeah. Unfortunately, we were not able to record last week, but uh, we are going to be recording next week. Um, I feel like I'm at the end of that game, but... It goes fast, even though it's relatively... It's not a short game, but it goes fast because it's so good. Like, I'm... I'm I feel like I'm getting to like the close to like the climax of the of the entire story, but according to like the the guide that we're going by, I'm only like halfway through the game. But I'm just like maybe these chapters are shorter. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like the past two chapters I did were like really really long, and I'm like okay, wow, these are way longer than the original like first few chapters. So. I don't know. I did run into the to one of the DLCs. Mm, yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, especially Matt, because Matt does not realize the 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 big twist. The connection. The connection. Yeah, I got you. I asked him. I was like, "Do you know what happens in this game?" He's like, "No." I was like, "Okay, there's something big that you don't know." <laughs> Um, and since you had the ultimate edition, you will just get slapped in the face with it. <laughs> yeah. At some point that dude just kind of shows up like, Hey, what's up? Yep. 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 I've already ran into it. They said, go check out the elevator. I went to the elevator and all of a sudden, you know, somebody's narrating what I'm doing. And I'm like, Oh, I know who this is. What's going on? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, control was actually a really good game. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, you can break that game by just upgrading the launch ability. If you have maximum launch, you one-hit kill everything. It's insane. So, that's what I did. It's a fun game. Uh, uh, let's see here. For review, I am playing a game called Glams. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> So Glams is a Super Meat Boy clone that is not nearly as good as Super Meat Boy. <laughs> um, it's it's one of those like Twitch platformers, uh, but the jumping is very floaty. Uh, it, no, um, and the the twist is that you play as this character who has long, like long pink hair, and she can whip her hair. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Yep. Um, she can whip her hair to certain ledges and like swing using her hair. Dude, I and... gotta read the whole title of this game. It's called Go for it. Glam's Incredible Run Escape from Duca. I don't see any of that. <laughs> there is no there is no story to this game. <laughs> it's just level one. Go. And... I think I found the game here. You're reviewing a three dollar game, Drew? Ken gave me this crap. <laughs> Ken, you must be doing a solid for some people. I, I, yeah, the guy reached out to me on Twitter, and, and we did. Okay, we okay. reviewed another game for him, and he's like, "Would you be willing to do this?" And I asked Drew, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And I was like, "Okay." So here, no, no, no. Let's let's back up a minute. All right. <laughs> Ken doesn't say, "Hey, do you want to review Glams?" Ken is like, "I have a game for you." <laughs> The first thing in my head is, oh, Tiny Tina, I'll take it, sure. And then he sends me fucking clams. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. 
Yeah, then Ken, I'm, I have to back up Drew here. You're like, I have a game that needs to be reviewed. <laughs> Who wants to take it? And I'm like, yeah, we know it ain't getting done if it comes to me. <laughs> hey, you guys stopped asking me for shit, so, you know. Well, I mean, I, I just... stopped asking I you for shit for greater reasons. I was going to say, because Anthony hasn't reviewed a game since Wombat played it. So. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got to write up my uh, Chocobo GP. Review. Oh, oh, that game actually has a price tag. I thought it was free to play. No, no, no. no there's a forty dollar version, boss. Oh God! And then all that fucking microtransactions. Yeah, that that shit don't go away when you pay the forty bucks Drew, either. Here's your review. No, the forty dollars is your your head start in it. That's the problem. <laughs> Chicobo, Chicobo GP review. You just write one paragraph, and then you just say forty dollars to access the rest. Yeah, you gotta pay me to see the rest of the review. The bad thing is, is that game's actually pretty good. Like yeah. as far as like the racing goes, it's it's a really good Mario Kart clone. But um, man, yeah. Honestly, I was trying to like unlock Cloud, but the farther I get, the more I'm like, this is not really obtainable for the amount of time that I have to put into this. So I don't know. I mean, it is, but it's like you have to play every single day. Yeah, I don't know if I want to play Chocobo GP every single day. Yeah, it's one of those where, like, you know, you get login bonuses and stuff like that. I'm just like, man, this feels really mobile game, but I played I a lot know. of games this week with daily login bonuses. Yeah, the fucking show a, has them. The one that yeah. I, the one that I started playing that I've kind of pulled off of now because there's just so like it's. In concept, it's right up my alley, but there's just so much of the currency login crap is Mega Man X Dive. I hate that. I hate that, like, grid that pops up in video games where it's like, hey, you logged into this and this and this, and here you get this. Here's a hundred gemstone coins. I don't give two shits about. They right. you can't buy shit with this, but if you log in for the rest of the year, you can buy a hat. You, you can buy yeah, yeah a single a hat. hat. <laughs> it's just like man, fuck you. Just take this thing. Oh, I wish it's I could our just Death disable Coin it. Weekend, yay! You can come and earn double the coins. Still won't get you anything. Yeah, I, I hate all that shit. shit. That's the thing that turns me off of, of Chocobo GP. Is like every time I log in. It's just so much shit in my face. I'm like, I I just yeah. want to go do some like some circuits, man. Yeah, every time you boot up that game, that first message it pops up is here. You can get Cloud. Make sure you get the season pass. Also, you can get um, Squall, but you gotta have Gil, and you aren't you Gil this way. But if you buy this, you get a bunch of Gil right away. And I'm just like, okay, get this out of my face. <laughs> get the fuck out of my game. That was thumbs up my feelings. The image yeah. I posted there. Oh, damn it. Oh, there God it is. Man, what? You know, I I was almost we done. Doing good. I was almost we done. We were doing good. Yeah. We were doing good. No one was mentioning it. You all mentioned fucking. Hey, I Willis didn't mention Smith it verbally. They don't wait, know what wait, we're talking about. The, the slap. <laughs> uh, huh. the, so, so here's the thing. You, you mentioned Willow Smith, and I was like, don't do a joke about, like, fucking keep my daughter's name out of your mouth. Fucking keep, mouth, you know. But I'm my, like, uh, keep my Final Fantasy out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> exactly. The hitch slap. That's what. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm playing. I'm still playing Chocobo GP. It's okay. Just. It makes me sad. 
I mean, the thing is, is like you can still have a lot of fun with that game without spending anything. Yeah, but then like, you know, but then Mario you see Kart... like Cloud, you know, who, who is like possibly the most popular Final Fantasy character ever. That's who everybody yeah. wants to drive as. Yeah, that's what everybody wants to play as. But well, you kind of can't because you have to get that season pass. Twenty dollars. You all you want to play as Cloud? Twenty bucks. You know what? So, I'll spend the twenty five and buy the super awesome Mario Kart DLC. Well, the thing is, is that there's two different passes. There's the premium pass, and then there's the regular like season pass. And <sighs> the regular season pass, you don't get Cloud as soon as you buy it. You get Cloud after hitting levels forty. That takes a long time. But if you buy the premium one, you get Cloud immediately. I so need the Chappelle gif of just like Squaresoft is fucking up. I'm the, sorry, uh, you're gonna say why? Cause fuck them. That's why I thought you were gonna. <laughs> no, no, no. The pop copy. No, I was going for the Squaresoft is fucking up. The uh, the East Where's characters, if I understand, uh, also have special powers and abilities that are, yes. are unique to them, right? So it could be that maybe I'm not sure if it's right now, but maybe down the line, you're like, oh, you can have this character that takes a long time to unlock, or you can just pay for it, is statistically better than every other character that you have uh, natively. And then end up being even more pay to win than it possibly is right now. So it just adds so much to it. So much to it. I can't imagine that this is like some fucking esports, you know, like there's a competitive Chocobo GP fucking circuit going on somewhere. Most people don't give a shit. You know, when there is a race to be won or something to win at, you you better believe that people are going to get competitive. And those kind of people, you know, if they have some gambling (laughs) problems. Those people. You see, I mean, you see the bullshit all the time, you know, like whenever you're playing like an online game and, you know, they're, oh, look, he used the, that ultimate ability that, that wrecks everybody. Well, how do I play as that guy? Oh, you gotta, you gotta purchase it. And come on. I mean, that's bullshit. Like, and trust me, that game is full of bullshit because just like in Mario Kart, somehow I get targeted by every motherfucker on the track and now I'm in last place. See, that's not, that you was know. the secret to success. Nintendo just well, made Mario like... Kart bullshit. <laughs> well, yeah, the the rubber banding AI has always been shit. It's no, no, sh- this it's is shit. This nope, is, that's this what is... it is. It's a catch up mechanic, and when you're in last place, they give you better items, and you are going to drive better than most of your computer opponents. <laughs> well, see, this is this is all online. Yeah, like oh, Chocobo well, GP's first option in the menu is suck. the online mode. That's where you earn all the, 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 you know, your level goes up because of that. Oh, well, I hate this. Everything I hate you this, earn. I hate this conversation. I hate this game. I've never played it. Don't want to. I mean, you can go <laughs> It's, it's just depressing. This is the, this is the, this is what video games has become discussion, even though it's not all video games. It's just like, this is the, like, oh, we're staring into the future and it's very depressing. Kobo GP is the poster child of what you don't want a video game to be. Or turn into yeah for you know. forty a forty video game you know if you if you give this shit away a free on your phone okay whatever but you charge a forty bucks for this thing on the switch so you're not so technically you're not charging forty dollars for it the forty dollars is basically just giving you some of that currency that would allow you to purchase certain, certain so if things. you get the free version Don't you get access true. to every track I mean yeah I mean the free version yeah the free version. I, I mean, I, I'm yes, I'm guessing. I don't, I don't. 
Nope, I, I can't get a definitive answer on what comes with the free version and what comes with fuck the it. not. We're doing it live. I'm going to fucking download this piece of shit. I mean, we talk way too much about Jacobo GP. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm reviewing the freaking yeah. thing. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> you, you leave me to defend myself to, to review the, the microtransaction, the game, and not Super Meat Boy. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, any anyway. other games while he's the, whatever the fuck he's doing, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, not really. Um, I did boot up. So everybody, or I hadn't say everybody, a few people that I know have been talking about Tiny Tina's. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to spend seventy dollars on a game right now that you're not gonna play. I mean, I'll probably play it eventually, but I said, well, I, I kind of got the itch for Borderlands again. So I booted up Borderlands 3 again because I never actually finished that game. Yeah. And started a new character. <laughs> How's that there going? You go. It's fine. I mean, they. I have to give it to them. I think they actually fixed the issues I had with it. God, I hope so after three years. It took them three years to do it, but I think they finally did it. <laughs> and I think they're officially like done supporting that game. I could be wrong. but It I has think, a I second season pass, right? There are seven DLCs for that game. Story I, DLCs. Yeah, but I'm like, how many were in the first season pass? Like, I thought they released a second season pass. Four. There were four in the first season pass, which I have. Yeah, that's the one I and have. And then in the second season pass, they had three. Mm. I never even so, finished the main game. And then in the second season pass, one of the DLCs offered up a new fourth skill tree for every Vault Hunter. I can't, like, skill trees in those games are so confusing to me, especially in Borderlands 3, because, like, couldn't you tab, like, three times? Yeah, so you you actually chose, like, an ultimate, like, yeah. like all right, so if you play as Moe's, she has two, she, she has a mech, and the mech has two arms, and you can choose which it, what's in each arm, so it, it differentiates depending on what you put in. And then, like, all the other characters did, too. Um, so you, you got to choose your quote, ultimate ability kind of thing. Um, which was a, a very big difference compared to the first two. Yeah. It's just such a weird thing. Like just, just sometimes it seems like there's just too much. I mean, Borderlands three, I, I, I mean, I don't think it's as good as any of the other ones. Like Borderlands two, I still think is the apex of that. Entire I thing. disagree. I think the first game. I mean, in writing, sure, too, but like in like actual gameplay, I still defend one. Uh, two fell into that trap of like everybody has to use the same equipment because we all know that there's a meta to it, and the low tier, like the white weapons, will never be as good as the green or the blue, and then so on and so forth. Like it was just, I had white weapons at the end of Borderlands One that were better than some of the green weapons that were being dropped in earlier areas. So like, the only... that's how that should work. Not like, oh, well, you know, blue weapons here are better because they're blue. Doesn't make any sense. The only... The only thing I can, I can say is that the, the problem with Borderlands, and it's always kind of been this way, is that there are only a handful of legendary items that, quote, break the game when they're trying to be a Diablo-style game, where if you look at Diablo 3, 
there's probably 200 legendary items. So you have a lot more flexibility in builds and stuff like that with Diablo. When in Borderlands, well, there's only about 10 guns that are actually really good legendaries. So you're going to pick, you know, one of those 10 and, and just go with it. Same way with Destiny. Destiny had the exact same problem. Every single Titan played the exact same. And the, the, the problem that I saw, especially with Borderlands 2, they didn't mess around with Borderlands 2 that much, but they did one time. There was a shield. I can't remember what it's called. I think it was called like the Bumble, Bumblebee shield or something like that. Bumblebee Tudor. They, they nerfed it. And I was like, this is a single player slash co-op game. Why are you nerfing something when it, when who cares if it gives you a competitive edge? You're not fighting against other players. It's not making it unfair to other players. But they nerfed it anyway. And that kind of always irked me the wrong way. And apparently they did a ton of, like, buffs and nerfs in Borderlands 3. I didn't pay attention to it, but, like, in the past three years, they have, like, updated that game to where you know, Vault Hunters, certain classes play completely different. That's, that's like, Destiny's problem, though, is that they balance the weapons based on PvP and PvE. Like, they're not separate. Yeah. So that's the yeah. that's that game's problem. Yeah. And Bungie had that issue of just, like... Shotguns are way too good in in the PvP. Well, we're just going to nerf all shotguns, and then they're useless in the in the raids and shit like that. I'm like, oh, then what's the point of having a shotgun? You know, and I'm like, you guys are not doing this properly. So, and and unfortunately, Gearbox kind of did the same way with with Borderlands two and three. You know, the, the one thing I will give Blizzard is that in Diablo, if you want to break the game, you know what, go for it, break the game. We don't give a shit. I like games that let me just break that shit. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the great things about Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 is the fact that they give you the ability to break that game. And if you want to keep playing it like that, go for it or turn up the difficulty a little bit, make it a little bit more challenging. That's yeah. how you keep that's how you keep progressing. You don't just stop gap and say, well, you can't do this anymore. Diablo was the only game that I ever played where I, I would constantly increase the difficulty. Yeah. It's like the only game where that was fun. So, yeah. I don't know. But that's yeah, I'm 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 playing a little bit of Borderlands 3. That was kind of like my 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 keeping you game. Keep did you ever play uh Tales from the Borderlands? That's my favorite Borderlands game. I I did actually. That's a very yeah. good one. Yeah. I I did not realize that that was going to be canon. Oh yeah, it totally is. And yeah, it is because well, a major so player know. A major yeah, player's dead. That's what's funny about that game is, like, I don't give two shits about the Borderlands canon. I couldn't tell you what happened in half of those games. The best character in the Borderlands series dies in Tales from the Borderlands. Okay. I've never played it, it, so I don't know. I, I have not played it. I know exactly who you're talking about, and you're correct. Yeah. yeah, he is the best. He, he's the best character in that entire series, and they and killed they, him off. They did him dirty. Fucking... He went out like a gangster, man. He does, but, like, he, he deserved better stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, they want the new characters for Borderlands 3. Yeah, the, all yeah. their new characters suck. All of them. The villains are so Hey, guys, dumb. remember how you liked fucking Handsome Jack? Well, here's more of that. That's what's funny is, like, nobody's are actually you talking me? about the new game. They're all talking about the old games. Han- They're Handsome- all the same, Ken. 
That's Handsome true. Jack is ten times the character of these two. Twins. But that's what I'm. But but I, but I'm saying is like, oh, fuck. They really were like, this is what people like, and they leaned into it because it was like, I don't, and I, I don't like that fucking sense of humor. It's like it's like watching an MCU movie and being like, and now everybody's got quips. Like fucking, why? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, is like from what people have told me about. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands or whatever it's called, I that sounds like an improvement because there's you don't select the class, you select you know a, kind of like a an you archetype. A, you, yeah, you select an archetype and then you kind of build around it. Yeah, and you can also double spec kind of thing. So yeah. if you want to be a rogue and a warrior, you can combine them together. It's it's, it's a lot like Titan Quest or a lot like uh, Grim Dawn, that kind of thing. Yeah, but and once that, you peel or it D&D, back. Or D&D, what it's actually referencing. But once you peel it back, it's straight fucking Borderlands. I'm sure it is. I mean, you can't. <laughs> what are you going to do, take away the guns? I mean, you can't I, do that. Yeah, but it's the I same mean, shit. Hold on, we could. I don't, I don't take that off the table. That doesn't sound fun. Uh, swords and stuff? That would be kind of awesome. I wish yeah, the but... melee was better in, in Tiny Tina. Like, you have to click the stick still, and I'm just like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know where to go from there. That's the thing. Is like, how, how do you make Borderlands fun again? I, I don't know that you need to. I mean, it's... Maybe they should make something else, because, like... Sacri- sacrifice Randy Pitchford. <laughs> I, well, there is that. All right, let's. let's you think he was at medieval one. times trying to figure out what to put into Tiny Tina's Wonderland? Yeah, that's true. I'm sure that's what he was trying to figure out what he could fit in. Uh, anyway, oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> let's move on, Drew. Do you have anything else? No, it was just I, I, I had this USB looking for a magic trick. <laughs> there was a magic trick in this one little section. Of this child pornography. Oh, god damn it. Oh, wow. Okay, god I think that one is... I don't think that was a... All right, all right, okay. Oh, I'm just saying that's what happened. That's what happens. Moving on. Uh, Jay, why don't you clear? Why don't you clean this up a little bit? Yeah, why don't I clean that up by going completely off topic? <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm not sure if you guys meant if I mentioned this to you guys, but I had two big purchases planned for this year. One was the Steam Deck, which I still have pre-ordered. I think it's coming like July or September. I'm not sure if any of you guys have it pre-ordered. I'm, I'm going to make you come back on the show because none of us, I don't, at least that I'm aware of, none of us have got one of those. No. Um, and I would love to hear about it because I keep hearing about it from different people, and I'm like, this sounds rad as hell, but I still don't think I can drop 600 bucks on it. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where like, I think. Uh, Ryan just said, like, it's fun to mess with stuff. And I think Steam Deck might be the ultimate little portable device to mess around with because it has so much potential and, you know, like, open sourceness to it. So that's kind of the reason why I'm getting it. I mean, having PC games on the go sounds great, but I think just me fiddling around with all the stuff and the expertise that I have is going to open up a lot of doors for what that, you know, device can do and what kind of fun stuff that I can put on it. So, yeah, absolutely. Once I get it, I have some hands-on time, I'll come back. Uh, but the other one, and uh, Ken, I know you are a believer of the OLED, my friend. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So once you go OLED, you never go back. Uh, so I've wanted an OLED monitor for as long as I've had the fucking PS Vita. 
because I love those screens. I got my TV a couple of years back. Love the uh, love the TV. And then finally, they were saying that there is an affordable OLED TV coming out for monitors. And it's not some 48 inch monstrosity that I'm gonna struggle putting in on my desk. Um, so I finally picked up um, the one for Dell Alienware, which is a QD OLED, and I was very happy to get it, but it turned out that there was having, there were some problems with the device where it's flickering during regular usage, flickering during gameplay. It's very, very distracting. And, uh, I was trying to get an exchange and I worked with their support team for a month, an entire month, basically going back and forth. They were asking me for some information and I would provide it to them. And basically they made me take a picture. I mean, a video graphic proof of the flickering in action so i did that they asked me to take a picture of the back of the monitor with me having to handwrite a bunch of other personal details on top of that and then have that sent over to them uh and i needed to make a copy of my invoice and have it sent over to them so they're making me go through all these hoops and stuff like that just to get this exchange for a device that i had for one day that i bought directly from their store uh, I say like, that's very aggravating. It sucks, but fine, I'll do it. And they say like, "Hey, we'll come back, come back for an update, come back for an update." Uh, I come back two, three days. I call back. What's the update? Where's the update? Where's the update? I call back like ten times, trying to get an update. They never send me anything back. Uh, and then ultimately they tell me that, "Oh, because of an internal issue, we can't uh, provide an exchange, and now we got to do a refund." So. Of the two big purchases that I had here, that was my experience with one of them. And it really bummed me out because when it worked and I was playing some like Elden Ring, uh, ultra wide maxed out with fucking HDR and it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and then I was going to give my old ultra wide to my nephew who was very excited to get his first, uh, 1440, uh, 14, uh, I mean, 144 hertz monitor. Uh, and now I'm disappointed. He's disappointed that I had to waste hours of my time trying to go through this process so uh fuck dell fuck <laughs> alienware never do business with those people again absolute nonsense um the qd oled technology is here to stay though i believe so when samsung releases their own uh, version of it and some other you know develop uh other companies kind of pick up on the technology and start putting it out then i'll go back into it but uh what a what a waste of time that was. Oh, yeah, it's it's disappointing when you have something you're super excited about mm-hmm. and it's and it fucks up and there's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you kind of feel powerless in a lot of ways because you know you're in the right to have some you know ideas about uh, what you should be able to get as a consumer and everything, but the companies really don't give a shit. No, you know? they don't. They uh, don't. Yeah, and but yeah, you're spending you know that kind of money on something like that, you deserve to get what you paid for. Yeah. It's, it's a $1,300 monitor. It's not cheap. I paid full price for it. It's not like I got it. I mean, that's right. only $200 less than I paid for my OLED TV. So, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's that, pricey. Yeah. Yeah. That's a 34 inch monitor compared to your, what, like 65, 55. Uh, I got a 55, uh, yeah. CX and I got it late in like I mean, the C1 was just getting ready to come out. So I got it a little bit cheaper than it actually nice. is, but yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, do you guys also have some like, uh, like consumer horror stories with fucking support and stuff like that that you've gone through before? Oh, I, I guarantee you, I've got plenty of those. Support is I, just. Ugh. I have a nice story, but I don't have a bad story. Well, really? yeah, I mean, let's 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 throw some uh, positivity out there. What was your nice story, real quick? 
Turtle Beach is probably some of the best customer service I've ever had. A Turtle Beach for the headset, headphones, right? Yeah, the headset. I had a headset. It lasted a good year, mm-hmm. and it just randomly stopped working. I don't know what happened. It wasn't like I dropped it or anything like that, but um, it, it stopped working. I, I, I was willing to pay. I was like, I, I'd like to get this fixed. And so I tried to send it to them, and they uh, they said, you know what? We'll just send you a new pair. And so they sent me a brand new pair, an upgraded model of that one too. And I was like, this is fantastic. I mean, I'm well out of warranty and I was willing to pay them to fix my headset, but they just gave me a brand new set. No questions asked. That is sweet, man. Turtle Beach doing right by their consumers. Respect. Uh, What about you, Ryan? What were you going to talk about? I was going to say, I don't have, so I have have two stories, but neither of them uh, were bad. Um, But one of them is a story about similar to yours where something was hotly anticipated and then messed up. Um, I got a Vita at launch mm-hmm. uh, from Amazon, and uh, I was, I believe, the only person uh, on the site and the podcast who was buying one at launch. And so I had like, I don't know, four or five games from Ken to review for the mm-hmm. Vita, and it showed up at my house, and one entire corner, like if you think of the touch screen as in quadrants, uh, like top corner or top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right corners, the entire bottom right corner touch screen was busted, um, which uh, obviously created some problems. And some was of the, the, uh, the box like, that the device came in really busted too, or did you just kind nope. of open it up and it was really? No, it was in, it was in perfect shape. The screen wow. itself wasn't damaged. It just, the touch screen wouldn't work. Um, and it made it difficult to even navigate menus, let alone, uh, play any of the games. So, but Amazon took care of me. They actually told me to keep the Vita that I had, uh, until the new one came and they shipped me out a new one and it got there, I think within two or three days. Um, so it, it worked out back when Amazon's customer service was much better than their customer services now. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, the, the one story that I've told on here before that everybody knows that is a fantastic uh, customer service story is the fact that I bought a 65 inch, uh, 4k TV at Best Buy. And I had originally planned on having them install it because they told me it was only 50 bucks. And I thought, Oh, well, if it's only going to be 50 bucks, you can come and install it on my wall. And then if it falls off, cause you did it wrong, it's your fault, not my fault. <laughs> and then I, I got up to the counter, and they said, no, 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 the guy told you wrong. It's actually $250. And I yeah. said, well, forget that. I'll just pick it up and take it home. And so they switched it from a delivery to a takeout, <laughs> as it were. And uh, I went back and picked it up, and I got it on my Best Buy credit card so that I could get the reward points. And a couple days later, they sent me a message and said, your television is still waiting to be picked up. And I said, uh, no, it's not. It's in my living room. Uh, I thought, well, it's, you know, no big deal. I'll just let it go. A couple more days, uh, your television's still waiting to be picked up. If you don't pick it up by Friday, we're going to cancel your order. And I thought, again, well, they must just have messed something up. So they canceled my order and completely removed the charge for the television off of my credit card <laughs> statement. Oh, that's a W. And so, and being the uh boy scout that i am i called them and was like hey i just want to make sure you guys understand that 
you took this off, but I have the television. I'm looking at it right now. And they're like, well, it's our fault. So don't worry about it. Damn. Good on so you, that was like a, that was like a ni- 18 or $1,900 television that ended up costing me $0. That's a that's a that's a nice one from De- uh, Best Buy there. <laughs> yeah. Best Buy is is good people. Like I, when I first bought an Apple TV, uh, it broke, and I took it to the Apple Store uh, to get it fixed. And they's like, "Well, yeah, we can we can replace it for you, but we got to wait." Uh, he's like, "Why don't you go to Best Buy? Because that's where I bought it." And he's like, "And just see if they'll exchange it." And I took it there, and I said, "Hey, I bought this. I obviously don't have the receipt anymore, but I was like, you can look it up on my reward history." And he's like, "I don't give a shit. Here, I'll just swap it out for you." So, like, I didn't even have to wait on Apple to replace it. Best Buy was just like, yeah, we'll just give you another one. Yeah. I I wish I had more of those kind of stories, but all my consumer-related stories seems to be bad ones. And maybe I'm just unlucky, man, because I do a lot of research, too. Yeah, like I do, too. Like, to, like, I read for stuff. months, like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to buy. Like, I, I investigated that LG TV for, like, a year and a half. And then I finally decided to get it. I did, I investigated it so long the new model came out before I bought it. <laughs> uh, you know, like people buy a lot of like um, a lot. There are some people out there that take into consideration like anything that's below like five thousand is like small purchases. But to me, even if you have like money to throw around, if you buy a poor product, despite all the, the warnings available with the reviews and all the other articles on, on you know, online, then that's kind of on you for not really looking into the matter before buying it. So I do my due diligence to look through stuff, even if it's something that is not particularly all that expensive, even if it's like a hundred, two hundred dollar thing, then I'll try to at least look it up, see what I'm buying before I do, because you can't, you can't trust the, the, the review sites. I, I showed the thing on Twitter, right? Where Dell automated system triggered their survey for review. And, uh, I, I clearly don't know how to write because my review was moderated and not suitable for their website. That's because uh, it wasn't positive. <laughs> <laughs> it was a one star out of five, of course, given my experience. What would you expect, right? Yeah. But, um, they're not going to put that on their website. And guess what? That monitor is sitting at like 4.9 stars, you know? So go figure. Oh, I wonder why it's doing so well. So you can't trust those kind of reviews. You got to really be looking outside. But regardless, it is, I'm, I'm still pretty salty about it to be frank, but I'm starting to get over it now that, uh, I've returned it. But if for some chance that I don't get a full refund on this device after I've sent it, I will literally declare war on this company. <laughs> I will take days off of my work, use my PTOs, and I will hire a lawyer to go after this company for the fucking psychological stress that they've uh, cost me for all this nonsense. <laughs> so I, I, I kid you not, you guys think I'm joking, but I will totally do that because I've never been more annoyed at, at a particular company uh, with a particular purchase than I am with them right now. So, hey, it's America. Uh, you know, exercise your God-given American right to sue a motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just uh, I just finished one lawsuit uh, with my injury with a car accident. So I'm I'm eager to go into another one. <laughs> yeah, let's you know we got we got one under our belt. Let's just let's rattle off another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rattle just get off. the next one. Just get the. I was I was about two years long for this uh, accidental injury case. I uh, finally got that sorted out basically. So I'm 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 eager for another two year case. Maybe we can build a class lawsuit. I don't I don't know. I'll go on Reddit or something. <laughs> Give my seven dollar check from PlayStation Network for the the downtime or whatever it was with that Linux thing. I think I still have that check. Oh, do you? I think I do. Like, I never cashed. I'm like, why the fuck am I going to cash, like, a $7 check or something? I don't know. 
Yeah. But, uh, okay, yeah, thanks for letting me get that out of my system, fellas. Sure, sure. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been boiling in me, so I just needed to get it out in some form. Uh, but at the same time, like, guys, like, it's not, it's not all companies, like, what they did with, like, Turtle Beach, like, Best Buys. Sometimes you can have some really good experiences, so don't, don't let my experience shy you away from reaching out to support and stuff. But uh, actually going back into games and stuff like that, I finally finished, uh, Triangle Strategy, which I still stand by the fact that it's an incredibly dumb name for a video game. <laughs> But, uh, you know what the funny thing is? After you beat the game, the, the title, title screen where you're pressing any key to continue actually changes the song. And then within the song, now that the main theme of the song has lyrics and the lady in the song, the singer actually says triangle strategy within the lyrics like 20 times within the song. Ugh. And it is beautiful. I know. <laughs> it might be hard to believe it is amazing. Like super good, and I was like, God, maybe I might have to eat those words. But uh, regardless, um, I actually really like this game uh, more so than I expected. It's um, I'm not gonna say that it's like the second coming of fucking Final Fantasy Tactics because it's not. It's it's very different from that because Final Fantasy Tactics is all about building your own team, customizing them like crazy, and making them super overpowered and doing all this stuff. But what it does have is the social economical intrigue that Final Fantasy Tactics also had, where it really delves into the politics and the nature of kind of governance of trying to keep your populace happy and stuff like that, and the whole angle with the scales where you're trying to make decisions for your team or your, I guess, uh, your kingdom to some degree, uh, it really puts you in a place where you're rocking a hard place a lot. It's like, oh, do you want to kick this bag of kittens or do you want to kick this bag of puppies? Choose wisely, you know? <laughs> it's like you're you're really in the thick of it. Like You got to do some shitty things in order to survive. And... You're not going to be happy with the choices that's available to you, but you kind of have to go with it. And you also have to suffer the consequences because the people within your group aren't always going to agree. And if they uh, disagree with you to the point where there's like fractures within the group, then it's going to also show as well. So I think that part of the game where it really made me like stress over the decisions that I was making, I think that's, that's, that's great. Um, I thought the combat was actually very challenging. There were multiple battles where I was only left with one or two units out of the ten that I dispatched just to finish the the fight, and that's something pretty pretty rare because this this is not a game where if you're you know a character dies in the game uh in combat then they're gone for good, kind of like how fire emblem does it, so it really allowed me to be a little bit more reckless and try a lot more different things, but I also didn't have the ability to like stay between rounds or kind of undo my mistakes and stuff, so I had to really stick with it so in that aspect, just challenging combat, uh, interesting story arc and narrative, uh, good characters, and um, yeah, just as like meaningful choices that you make, all, all combined into a solid, really good strategy RPG game. And I know that the game has sold nearly a million copies so far, so that's you know, thank you, Switch. But uh, I'm very glad to see that. I think that's done uh, almost as well as Octopath. I think Octopath probably did better but it's been out for longer but uh i expect to see more and i don't think it's going to be the exact like sequel for this game but i imagine that we're going to get something of a spiritual sequel to this particular game in the future so yeah that's that, that game's been great uh another game that i've been playing is uh weird west 
Anyone else? Anyone else play that? I booted up and played through the intro, but I have not went back. I've to heard it. good things about it. I haven't had a chance to play it, but I heard good things about it. Yeah. So, well, let me describe uh, the game and my experience with it real quick, and, and you can decide whether or not it sounds like it's good for you. So, it's kind of like a isometric uh, shooter that has a lot of. It's got. It's one of those things where you can be tactical about your decisions. You can be sneaky, try to knock people out by sneaking up on them. You can get like really aggressive and just kind of have shootouts with everybody. But the actual shooting and everything feels okay. It's I'm not gonna say it feels great. I'm playing on mouse and keyboard, but you have this thing where you have like a range of your weapons where they're effective, and you can kind of aim at their particular. A particular like direction and it'll probably hit them. But if you actually line up the cursor just on top of them, you have a higher percentage to actually uh, deal like a decent amount of damage. So you have to be really quick. The there's like a different types of like perks and abilities that you unlock by exploring the environment. You have these uh, ace ace cards and these like uh, artifacts that you can use to unlock new skills and stuff like that. So that part of the game is pretty fun, and the game also kind of has like a timetable to it where if you have a bounty on someone that you want to take out, the bounty is only available for a certain amount of days. Traveling between areas takes some time. Uh, if you get on your horse and if you, you know, purchase a horse and stuff like that, you can get around faster, but you can also be interrupted between your travels by like bandage and other things of that nature. But what really sells this game for me, other than the pretty solid combat and exploration aspect of it, is that it really delves into the whole West mythos, but it introduces a lot of weird, freaky stuff to it, like the occult, a supernatural stuff that's like kind of crazy. I was doing a quest where I was hunting down um, a bounty, and I, as I was taking in the bounty, I ran into a statue that started speaking to me. And the statue apparently is of a person, but the person was cursed by some shaman or something like that. And the only only way for that person to be uncursed is to for me to find another shaman uh, to go ahead and undo that curse. And I'm just kind of you know just kind of run into these activities and situations that kind of come out of nowhere, uh, which I think is actually pretty interesting. And there's like people doing like blood sacrifices, like pig people, and all sorts of. It's as the game says, it's weird, right? And that, that kind of the the part that I like is one of those things where Red Dead Redemption might be like a tremendous game in terms of like realism and stuff like that, but realism doesn't really appeal to me as much as weird, cool, crazy shit. I least, yeah, I'm with you there because like one of my favorite uh, moments of Red Dead, uh, only because you brought it up, was mm-hmm. the stranger, the weird gentleman in the like nice suit and top hat that shows up. Um, and then there's like the jackalope, like you have to (laughs) to jackalope, which is dumb. And then of course, like the, um, undead nightmare add on, like all that stuff I thought was way more interesting. It was a great story. Um, the main game, but like, it was those little elements that were like, what made me like really get into that. Yeah. yeah. And weird West is uh, basically a game full of that stuff. So if you like the West setting, um, and if you like cool, like, weird shit that happens, uh, then I think you would be uh, pretty happy with this game. It's got a pretty cool style, too. It's um, got this, like, old-school... Like, every character portrait looks like like an old-timey bounty poster. 
<laughs> which I think is a pretty nice touch. And it's got this uh, system where you can even hire like a posse of people, uh, either by kind of helping them along and kind of having them join you, or you can just kind of hire them from like a saloon with some money. Uh, the only thing that I don't like, I think, is one of the downfalls of a lot of games like this is the inventory management. There's so many things to loot, and I want to pick up everything so I can just kind of sell it and make money because you can do a lot of stuff with the gold that you have. But um, you have a very limited inventory. So I'm picking this stuff up. I'm, like, dropping stuff that's less valuable. I'm picking stuff up that's more valuable. And it really, it really like, halts the... The, the momentum of the game in a lot of ways. I wish I had more freedom. Like all the junk stuff that I was picking up, you just go to an infinite junk tab, you know? <laughs> and then I should just be able to keep like key items and stuff like that in my stash. Uh, you do get a saddle later on your horse. You can put a lot of stuff on there, but at the end of the day, that's also still limited too. So it's like, let me just pick up stuff, you know? Just, just let me, let me pick up stuff. I don't want to be dropping stuff and then picking them up. It's really annoying. But uh, yeah, the game's been pretty fun. It's also on Game Pass, as as you guys know too. So if you have Game Pass, I, I recommend booting it up and trying it out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, those are the only games I've been really playing. I've also still been playing Chrono Kiseki, but you know I've talked about that before. Uh, now that I finished Triangle Strategy, I do plan on beating that game before I start another review game. So it's gonna be like another month or so. Another note about um, Weird West is it's actually yeah. from the guys who worked at Arcane on Dishonored and Prey. Oh, dude, I did not know that. And I can see the influence for sure yep, with yep. the stuff that you can do. Oh, that's very cool. Yep. So those guys kind of broke off and made their own studio, and, and Weird West is their first game, which is why it it like it is one of those games. Like, they tell you in the loading screens, like, hey, you can just kill that NPC. Like, you can just do that. <laughs> so. Yeah. A lot of freedom uh, for sure. Yeah, so it was like a maybe like an old school Fallout kind of game. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, very it's, similar. It's fairly similar to that, except it's a little more actiony. But so yeah, I have an update. I I downloaded <laughs> Chocobo GP. Oh, here we White. go. Uh, I got a sorry for the inconvenience bonus. <laughs> And then right after all the little, like, here's your mithril and shit that we're handing you for free for logging in. And I'm like, great. Uh, it says, get season rewards by taking part in Jacobo GP. Season 1 available until May 16th. Purchase oh, they... a prize pass to obtain cloud. Collect gill to obtain squall. Level up easier with team stickers. I hate this. I hate everything about this. Yep. That's... The team sticker thing's easy. You just select it before you start. No, you don't understand. I hate... This giant banner that stops me from viewing the menu. Yep. And is like, spend money! Yep, those are... How many of those games do you log into now when you boot them up? Uh, and Wombat, I know we're moving on to you. I don't know if you've played it yet, but like, the show does that? I have not played it yet. Yeah, like, it literally pops up this big screen. It's like, hey, you got 25,000, I don't know, baseball coins yeah. or some shit. And I'm like... I hate ah. I hate the, all the currency in sports games nowadays. <sighs> it's like my least so, favorite part. I, that and the card oh, collection, shit, I can't cards. stand it. I can't stand it. Yeah, the, like just let me play the actual game. I don't care about any of the rest of the stuff. I have to Man. dismiss five things in Madden before I can start. Like I can continue my franchise. I just dismiss Madden at that point. <laughs> it's the only, I, uh, it's the only game in town, Anthony. I can't. I help don't. It. I don't. What was the what was the question you had, Ken? What like what was in and light and what wasn't? What did what did what did the forty dollar version that Drew got like? What did that give him so, that you don't get? 
So I have zero coins. I have 1,350 mithril, I think. I have way more than that. That's what you That's, get. You get mithril I, is what I, you pay real money for. But like, if uh, I want to play, like, can you play zero, the story? Yeah, there's a story mode. I so let me just go over because I'm like looking at this screen. You have to understand that it's a mess. Um, I have what looks like a ticket. I have zero of those. And then it says zero out of twenty, and it looks like mithril, but it's like a blue sort of wing crystal thing. Oh my god! If you I have more than one that's... currency, your game is fucked up. So that, that that's actually that's actually like um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like things you collect while you're racing. It's almost like oh, coins. It's the almost feathers, like coins. aren't they? Got aren't it. They okay. They're not feathers. They're something else. They look okay. like a they look like a wing though. Anyway, yeah. so okay. the the and the options I have here: are Chocobo GP event in progress is what it says above. Yeah. Multiplayer, the shop, of course, options, and then story. And then in gray, it says time attack, series, races, and custom race. But I have a feeling that's because I haven't done anything else in it. No, no, that's that's unlocked at the beginning if you pay the forty dollars. So the free one, <laughs> the free one, you can play the story and you can play the online mode, but you cannot play, you cannot customize your races by doing like time attack or something like that. The fuck is so stupid? That is so fucking stupid. Just make a fucking Mario Kart clone and leave it be. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ with this shit. Put some Chocobo on roller skates like you have and shut the I, fuck up. I said it I said it two weeks ago. I'll say it here because I know Jay hasn't heard this. Mithril is a currency in the game that you use to purchase certain things. Also, that's what you use to purchase the pass, the season pass that lets you earn special rewards. Um Mithril you buy with real money. Okay. Also, the the okay, day sure. the the day you select, I want to buy this much mithril with for fifteen bucks or however much you spend. Counting from that day, you hit that button to three months later, that mithril expires. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Three months. Three months. What was the what was the what was the game we were talking about last week? Where my comment on oh, it was Gran Turismo because Gran Turismo does this shit too. Say the same thing about this that I said about Gran Turismo. Fuck off. Yeah. Like for real, dude. So the 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 currency in the game <sighs> that you pay real world money for uh, expires in three months after you buy it. That's hilarious. Oh I have a real like currency in a game. A me- like multiple currencies, I'll say, in a game like that immediately turns me off. Yeah, it's like if if I've got to memorize what currency does what and all this to to know how to progress in your game, like get out of my face. Yeah, there's three currencies in Chocobo GP. There's Mithril, there's Gil, and then there's the tickets. The tickets and Gil you earn in game, uh, depending on what you if you get the season pass or the premium season pass, you get more Gil per race that you do. This sounds like a pyramid scheme. You also get Gil from doing the daily and weekly challenges that they give you. The Gil is used to buy Squall for this for this uh, season, and the you you also level up your profile every time you 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 place in a a race in in the online only in the in the Chocobo GP. Um, and once you hit level 40, you get it up there or you may have already turned it off, but I think it's level 40 is when you unlock cloud It may be 60. It's either 40 or 60. I can't remember, but it did not say, it just said by the pass to, um, yeah, like, yeah. 
And and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm like, all right, well, let's see how it races. And so I jump into story mode, and it's like, here's a tutorial that keeps stopping me from racing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, all right, how to do the thing, and then it makes you do we're it done. 100% correct. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm I'm done with this. Like, that is offensive to my my intelligence. Like, fuck this. This whole game is just shit. So that'll be deleted. I was just curious to see what came with the free version, because we didn't have an answer. Now we know. Now, I have to say, that title theme song. That title song is really good. It bumps, man. Yeah, it's a good song. And then that's all you need. So just to go watch that on YouTube, you'd be good to go. Yep. So on, on that note, since we're kind of at, like, you know, we've been talking about all these fucking microtransactions and shit, uh, because we it's really unavoidable with all the games that we're playing kind of integrating those elements. It kind of reminds me of the thing where, you know, the print, uh, Principal Skinner meme where he says, like, am I wrong? Or, you know, and he kind of says, like, no, it's the kids who are wrong. Yeah, I so, know. It's, it's, I'm out of touch. No, no, no. It's yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things, like, maybe this is normal now. Maybe this is something that is totally acceptable by everyone. And we're the crusty old generation that needs to step aside and die so that the game no. can progress. Well, the problem is, is they wouldn't do this unless it was working. Uh, no, absolutely they would. They would, it works somewhere else. They go, we'll just apply that there, and it doesn't necessarily work at all. I can, um, I can tell you that my, so like for my son's generation, mm-hmm. the concept of buying extra things within the game is absolutely normal. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's what most of the games he's ever cared about do. But like, I would argue that like, what games are you talking about? Because if Fortnite's one of them, Fortnite's all the, cosmetics. You know what I mean? The games like, that he plays, like it's at the the um, you know, Minecraft, Fortnite, Roblox, all of those. But does that, does that give does it give you extra content or is it just skins? You know what I mean? Like, doesn't matter. Like, it's 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 the the fact that even the ones where it's just skins have still conditioned this generation to expect that if they want everything in the game, they're going to have to spend money. Yeah, I suppose. I, 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 I'll, I'll be honest with you. That's I played completely that. different than what we grew up with. We, <sighs> if, when I grew up in Mortal Kombat 2, right, <laughs> whatever I wanted to play with in that game was there. And there were things I had to unlock, but it was there. I didn't have to pay money for it. Yeah. Now, we had other... Uh, issues like multiple versions of Street Fighter 2 yeah. that were accomplishing the same thing. But the notion of, you know, this game is asking me for more money if I want this when I boot it up is completely new. And my parents' generation would already thought the games were a money sink. Like, I can't imagine if I told my dad... Hey, I just booted this game up and it says I need to give it ten dollars if I want this skin. <laughs> like that's a spanking, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. It may I'd I'd ask for a video game for my birthday. Like, well you just got one at Christmas. Right, hundred percent. <laughs> yeah, but the one I got at Christmas is Who Frame Roger Rabbit and I don't want to fucking play that game. <laughs> that's why I, I told my son the one day, I'm like, because he'll boot up, you know, uh Roblox and there's you know, Roblox is Roblox, but then there's 50 million different games within Roblox that you can play. And uh, I'm like, you know, the notion of having, like, just 
all these games at your fingertips for what could be free, although again, he asks for Roblox every Christmas, um, or Robux, sorry, every Christmas. He asks for Sears and Robux? Yeah. I mean, he's 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 a smart kid. He clearly knows that Robux are worth more than uh, Russian currency currently. So yes, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's completely different. So Jay, to your point, mm-hmm. yes, I think it is normal for the generation behind us. The problem yeah. is whether it should be. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking too, Ryan. Because if I'm thinking about the world that we're gonna be living, uh, the leaving the next generation, right? Like. I don't want to leave the next generation of gamers in a world where they're going to have to pay everything by piecemeal, despite the fact that they've already paid the initial fee to actually play the game and purchase the game itself. Uh, the whole idea of having to pay for cheat codes and stuff like that, especially, where you have to buy for some kind of booster to increase your XP or blah, 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 for like a single player game, uh, for like more money and stuff like that. And it this Custs me, man. I don't. I don't want that for the next generation of right. gamers. You know, it yeah, really bumps me out to think about it. And I, the problem is, it's so my son's generation is the one that is now conditioned to it, but it's not his generation that started it. Like the, the all that stuff was initially marketed to folks in our generation <laughs> who couldn't get enough of the geeky fan service stuff and were willing to pay the money for it. Man, the, the the fact that your voice went lisp there for that whole statement was just I about I fucking lost that. it. I got it too. It's microphone, man. I have no idea. I know, but it was it. like you were ba- your this generation. It's just wrong. <laughs> you turned me into Sylvester the cat, apparently. <laughs> oh man, that's just, that was hilarious. Yep. But yeah. Orange. Uh, I just I just want. The next generation of gamers, you know, whatever they're playing, I just want them to have, be able to have a good time, enjoy the, the good content that a lot of these passionate and the talented developers are making without having to go through all this fluff, without having to sink the amount of money required. When I think about like my nephew dropping like $30 on like a 10 roll and the Genshin Impact or something like that, I was like, dude, you could have bought like seven great games on Steam for $30. And then you pay that money, you don't even get what you're looking for because it's legitimately gambling yeah. in dead miners. Yeah. And I was like, holy, why is this I, shit legal? I don't <laughs> let, I don't let, my son knows what his bounds are. Um, when he, if he chooses to buy like Robux or, um, V-Bucks or whatever with his own money or if he gets some for Christmas or whatever, he knows that they're his to spend. Um, but he also knows that like, the scrutiny from my standpoint is around what game he's buying the currency for and what he can do with that currency before I let him spend his own money on it. Once he has the currency, it's, it's his. He can spend it on whatever he wants, but he knows that, like, if he comes to me and says, I want to spend $10 to buy, you know, Robux for, uh, this game where I can spend Robux to spend to spin a wheel and maybe win something, I'm like, nope, it's not happening. Um, not spending wanna, your cash on that. I, I just want to bring up the fact that, like, and yes, that we're having that conversation based around like a game that's forty bucks or or whatever it came out is. Um, but like, 
you know, I was told by a bunch of people, Americans, um, that all price increases, you know, the games have stayed the same amount. What did you think was going to happen if they raised the price of games? They weren't going to do this shit? Like, that's where I, like, was really kind of just irritated the most. Like, not only does it affect other countries where the games are going to go up even more than they already are, um, like, they're still going to do all this scummy stuff. Like, it's not going to change anything. Like, they're now going to sell you, a instead of a $60 game, a $70 game, and then still ask you for more money. You know, that $10 doesn't do anything other than just pay off executives. It's not going to the devs. Don't, don't kid yourself. Yeah. It is depressing, but it is a topic that is kind of unavoidable because we see it almost every day in the games that uh, that were much simpler, you know, a couple of years ago. And I'm not, I'm not going to go on a tirade about how, how about everything was better back then because I don't think that's true. I think games have come a really long way in what they can actually do in terms of the experiences that they, they provide. But along with that, there have been so much greed attached to these talented developers and, and that only want to make the best possible game that they can so that people can really enjoy their work. And then, you know, all these things get added on to it and it really shames uh, the industry as a whole uh, for the direction that we're going. I hope there is some kind of a thing that kind of limits the greed in the gaming industry to some degree, but we'll see how that goes. The, the best method I ever saw clearly didn't work because Nintendo abandoned it when they went mobile um, was their free to start. Uh, you could play that game for free, essentially, but it was going to be a grind. And so what they would do, though, is cap you out. So with Pokemon Picross, I think it was like $50. That That is the cap. So like they've valued that game at $50, but they know that Picross might be a harder sell, but they have Pokemon attached. So they're just going to, yeah, you can log in every day and get some gems or whatever to play another stage or whatever. But it's free to start. But at the same time, they are never going to get more than $50 from anyone that decides to pour money in. And I was like, well, that's like a kind way of doing this. Um, and when they went mobile, that was not the case. So clearly it didn't work out. And no. I know a lot of it's propped up by whales, but it's just, yeah, it's gross. It... Okay. But yeah, that's that's all I had to talk about. All right. Uh, Wombat, you have two minutes. Go. Okay. <laughs> I played, no. Uh, so I, I did play um, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Mm. Um, I didn't. I haven't had as much chance as I wanted to to play it. Um, we, I, it's a game that I don't play by myself. I play that co-op with my son, and so. Um, Are you the bandana waddle dee, or is he? I am the bandana waddle dee, okay. and I let him be Kirby. Um, and uh, man, that game is so much fun. Yeah, it's uh, a good game. It's just really great. And um, the only thing I'll say so far that I was like, ah, man, I'm not really a fan of that, is you've got the uh, objectives, right, um, in each level to, like, the secrets and stuff to find the Waddle Dees and uh, to rescue all the Waddle Dees. And so my son loves the Waddle Dees. And uh, he was like, when we were playing through the first level, he's like, uh, or the first, not the first level, but the first section of levels. Um, 
he was like, oh, okay, so we're, we have to rescue every Waddle D. The, we're not, we, we're not going to move on to the next world until we rescue every Waddle D. And then you get to the boss, and the only way you can rescue every Waddle D is if you beat the boss without getting hurt. <laughs> and he's like, uh, maybe we won't rescue every Waddle Dee. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm like, that just feels like for that feels like a an objective that is counter to the tone of the rest of the game. Um, and I'm not really a fan of that. Like, I, that is I, far uh, from the worst one, but you are correct. Like, oh, that I believe is... it. Yeah, like, but it, it just feels like um, I don't know. It feels unnecessarily punitive for the tone that the game's trying to strike. Like I could I could buy it if it was, you know, beat the boss without especially since the other objectives are like run between the boss's legs. Like So that is the <laughs> uh, I, I guess like not a spoiler cuz like all the missions are different for every boss. You always have a time trial uh and you always have a no damage one. Right. Um and then there's boss specific ones. I think there's 5 per boss. Anyways, um, it, you're still early on. I think that whole concept comes from the idea of bringing other powers to the boss fight. Oh, I'm confident that's the case. Because, uh, boy, you can break some of those boss fights entirely. Um, there is one level, however. Uh, so the boss fight stages, for anybody that hasn't played, you literally just fight the boss. Like, you, you, you have, like, a little preliminary area, and then it's the boss battle. There is a stage where you have to beat uh, a mini-boss without taking damage. But it's two mini-bosses at the same time. And it's a very boring linear stage that's like just a straight run, and it's a gauntlet. And you have to do that whole thing every time, because there's no restart option. So you have to exit out the level, then go back into the level. And there you have to fight two bosses without uh, two bosses at the same time without taking any damage. And that one can fuck itself. Yeah, because that see, is the like, worst. They just feel again. I I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with stuff like that if that was the tone of the game, but it's really not. Like, yeah, it's the 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 nobody's playing. Maybe I'm wrong. Nobody's playing Kirby games for insane precise difficulty, like. That's not what I'm there for. And, uh, like, I don't know, there's a, there's a part of me that kind of wants to say, keep your Dark Souls shit out of my Kirby. <laughs> uh, like, uh, it doesn't need to be, not ever, and I, I can already hear the people listening to me talk, telling me to get good. Um, I but like, Kirby? No, I don't, <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. Like, not every game has to be like that. Like, not every game has to have the, uh, an objective in it that pisses you off. Like, that doesn't have to be in everything. Now, I have um, a, a specific question, because you're doing a co-op, and I'm playing single-player. Yes. Do Does, like, Waddle... Does, Bedan, does Bandana Waddle D count as a hit? Yes. Oh, fuck that. That is horseshit. Okay. Yeah, that so... That makes it even harder. Yeah, so, that like, I'm not a fan of that. It's... It, so it's not it's not like I'm mad enough about it that it makes me pissed off about the game. I still love the game. It's just one of those things that's like it feels like uh, 
somebody there felt like they had to add in something difficult. And it's like, you really don't. Like, I don't need, I'm not looking for that in my Kirby but, game. But, but Ryan, how else will we be able to use the review tag of the Elden Ring of Kirby games? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. The, uh, yeah, no, it's just, I, like, I don't know. I, again, I recognize the fact that it's like, uh, I'm probably more frustrated by it than I deserve to be in one objective in a boss in a Kirby game. But at the same time, it's like I saw the look on my son's face and how quickly he went from I'm so excited to rescue every single Waddle Dee to uh, maybe we just won't bother with that. I, um, and it, it's I saw the excitement that got sapped out of him by it. And it's like, fuck, man, I don't need that. Um, <laughs> you just explained my entire experience with the rest of the Souls universe. <laughs> I'm so excited to play this, and then my my the life gets drained out of me, and and there is no joy. So I'm just like I don't play them anymore. I'm just gonna read a tweet out, Ryan, so you know, like that, like. Hey, so Kirby has a couple. Get fuck. Yeah, <laughs> just says, get fucked, Ryan. It's very specific. Um, no, it says, uh, hmm. So Kirby has a couple take no damage goals, and for some godforsaken re- reason, no restart level option. So I need to make peace with the fact I'll never rescue 100 percent of the Waddle Dees. Quit level and re-enter level in this economy. And then I, that's when I asked, like, am I, or that's why I just said uh, th- that specific level I was talking about sucks. And then he goes, two annoying bosses and no damage. Yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah, that's so. I mean, we basically resigned ourselves to that, and it's a little bit frustrating because we generally accomplish all the objectives in those Kirby games. Like one of our longest runs in terms of a game that he and I played together over and over and over again was Kirby's Epic Yarn to uh, unlock everything. And there's some stuff in that game that's tough, but nothing that's like that frustrating. So, so I'm going to give you the programmer strat. Uh, Kirby has like a power up that can dig. I think you've probably reached it already. Uh, yes. Yeah, just spam that. Okay. But like, like the um, that that is like is almost game breaking. And as you power it up, it just becomes even more game breaking. Not many bosses can hit you underground. Well, so yeah, I'm I'm completely fine with stuff being game breaking in my Kirby game. Okay, good. I'm really just playing it to have fun and look at the characters and enjoy the music and spend some fun gaming time with my son. That, uh, I don't need it the, to try to break me. <laughs> that's the um. I will break that's you. The power ups. The power ups get so powerful in that game that like I've already heard jokes about it online being like, uh, the upgraded fire breath. Like you don't really win that if you. <laughs> You don't really win this area if you use the overpowered fire. Oh my god, they're using the Dark Souls arguments. It was it was a parody of, Kirby. of that. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say, come on now. But like, the, it, uh... it, it's it, it's amazing. Like the spike power up. Like, oh, I'm just like these are. You didn't insane. truly beat Kirby unless you play it without any power ups. Or ups. <laughs> Dreamland uh, mode. Yeah. I uh, leg- I. So what I'll say though is we are not playing on like the easy mode difficulty, crazy mode, um, wild mode. That's what it is. Yeah, but wild mode is what we're playing on, and I I, I really feel like it's probably going to be too easy if we shift it down. Uh, but I do appreciate the fact that Kirby gave us multiple difficulty options. Oh snap! Yeah, there's a nice. 
He's looking at Elden Ring. He's like, hey, Elden Ring, right. you can waddle it's, these nuts. It's not a real Kirby game hold on. unless it's hard, guys. Hold on. Well, it's not Ken? a real Kirby game anyway because it's uh, uh, 3D. So. And how long have you been sitting on that one? About 20 minutes. It's hard. All right. <laughs> All right. What else going on? What else? What's happening? What That's day it. is it? Oh, no. So I, I've been playing. Um, I have also been playing more Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Uh, which is friggin' awesome, uh, and I love. And uh, I am rem- being reminded, you know, as I play through, especially now that I'm making it deeper into the West, how much I lo- So obviously I love the story in these games. I love the characters. I love the voice acting. Mm-hmm. I love all of that stuff. But I also really, really love the Monster Hunter aspect of you need these specific parts to upgrade these specific weapons and you need to scan an enemy, figure out what part it is that's needed and then use a, you know, a specific tactic or a tear weapon to tear it off in the middle of the battle. Uh, and like, I just love fighting a thunder jaw and having to tear its individual pieces off as I fight it to reduce the number of attacks that it can do. Uh, and to gain upgrade resources and stuff. I just, that's, um, I feel like it's a, it's a, a part of the game that when I think about the first horizon, uh, my, my thoughts tend to immediately go to the story and the characters. And playing it again, I'm like, oh yeah, this is my favorite part of the game. It's killing these monsters and knowing that I've got to target specific pieces in order to do it the right way and, uh, gain the resources that I need. Was that in the first game? Yeah, for sure. The tearing parts off? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. That. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I made that game way more difficult for myself by not doing that. And just yeah, the, the key to fighting, especially the big robots like Thunderjaws, um, and in this game, like the, um, Wide Mouths and stuff like that, is tearing off the parts that they use for specific, uh, um, attacks before they can hit you with it too many times. The Thunderjaws especially, because they've got some stuff that can really be devastating if you don't tear it off. Um, and so, and Aloy, because she has the new, like, Valor techniques in this, one of them is it increases your tear damage. Um, and so you can cast that, I'll say, increase your tear damage, and use a tear-heavy weapon to really dismantle um some of these robots before they can do too much damage with you. And then like the Thunderjaw, their tail is a upgrade resource. You have to have at certain uh, levels to upgrade weapons. And so you have to try to tear that off before you kill it, because if you don't, it gets destroyed when the monster dies. Man, I, just, dies. I, I, I legitimately don't remember having to tear off specific parts to upgrade. That's where yeah, I was it's, like, it's definitely in the first one. Mm-hmm. Huh? And uh, also to add to that, Ryan, I remember you ripping off the weapons all that the you know the um, the robots would use against you, and you could pick it up and then use it as like a couple of shots, and it was incredibly powerful. Yeah, did a lot of damage too. Yep, the Thunderjaws disc cannon is like that, and then the uh, the Ravagers cannon on their back is like that. You can knock it off and then mm-hmm. uh, pick it up and use it against uh, either it or other animals nearby or robots nearby. Robots nearby. Yeah, so I'm I I 
I love that aspect of these games. And um, I'm so now I'm, you know, going around and just uh, when I find, you know, early in the game, because you don't have all your equipment yet, there's robots that you're just uh, avoiding. Right. Um, Where it's like, okay, I don't want to try to fight that yet. And now I'm like, oh, sweet. I can go over here and tear the tusks off this wide mouth and be able to upgrade this specific weapon. Um, which is cool. It, it adds a whole other dimension to a game that already has a lot going for it. So yeah, I'm I'm loving it. It's exactly I, I mentioned before that it's exactly what I wanted in a Horizon sequel, and it has absolutely delivered. So I'm loving it. I'm not super deep in the story, but I have done a ton, and I am. Gosh, I'm probably 25 hours or so in, um, and I'm just now at the part of the story where you get to kind of like pick between three objectives. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I've got a ton left to do, um, but I'm just having so much fun running around and you haven't even doing seen, anything I come across. You haven't even seen the best environment in that game, which is one of those three things. Oh yeah, I'm confident. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 really excited. So. Yeah, I, I love the game, and uh, it's going to be up there on my game of the year list this year. Um, we'll see what comes out. You know, there's some stuff that could still come out this year, some stuff that will most definitely get delayed. But, um, yeah, so far it's it's at the top. Excellent. Right. Anything else? Jay, I know you really like the first one, right? Have you played this one yet? No, man. So I kind of went on to, like, an open-world uh Bender with Elden Ring and the previous game that I played being open world, and then fucking Ghostwire Tokyo also being open world. So I went open world, open world, open world, and I was so like burned out on open world that I didn't even pick up Horizon 2. It was like I was going to pick it up on launch initially, and then I ended up doing all these things, and then it's it's going to be one of the things, like at this point I might as well wait until it's under sale for like $50 instead of like 70 right? And then yep. I'll pick it up then. That's kind of where my mind's at right now. Gotcha. You you did like the first one, right? Oh, absolutely. I loved it. Yeah, you'll you'll love this. It's it's more of the same, uh, in a good way. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, that's um that's really it. I I haven't had a ton of time uh to play um the uh and then like I probably could have had some time yesterday, but I got suckered into watching WrestleMania. I <laughs> uh, wasn't and, this year. Uh, well, so it's two nights. The first night was last night, and mm-hmm. there was some some pretty good stuff out of it. Although I still hate the company, so um, the, I heard uh, the uh, Undertaker got into Hall of Fame. I thought he already was. No, yeah, this was yeah he got in this year. So that That's was great. he gave his speech um, the other night, and then you know I, I just kind of had it on. I, I wasn't paying super close attention. I'm supposed to actually hang out with our friend the Boogeyman uh, tonight and watch night two. Um, so I'll be paying closer attention today, but, uh, the big thing, obviously for anybody that's paid attention is that, uh, Cody Rhodes, who, uh, was one of the folks who left years ago and ultimately helped found AEW, the only major competitor to WWE, uh, came back and re-debuted in the Federation last night. And so, which was kind of funny after years of him bashing the WWE and talking about how he was going to uh be the alternative and now he's back 
So. Money talks. And then Stone yeah. Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin had his first match in 19 years. Um, <laughs> Did they like 80? Was, Come on. No, he's in his 50s. But <laughs> um, he uh, he looked good. And they um, they just kind of had a brawl game. around the arena, and it was fun. <laughs> This is this is my favorite thing is the wombat list. This is yeah, it's really good. But the uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's younger than Sting, and Sting's still working. So. Yeah, I know these guys. It, it's you know, it makes me happy in one form to see these guys like still out there doing it because I know so many dudes from that era that I used to watch are freaking dead because they've like yep. destroyed themselves. Yep. So. Yeah, you know. Hey. Also, getting getting inducted into the Hall of Fame is usually the curse. Like in the next <sighs> few months, you die, yeah. or the day after. In the Warriors' case, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, I didn't know that. Yeah, he literally yeah, died in the, the war. I didn't even know he died after that. He That's died crazy. in the yeah, parking lot did. or something the day after. Uh, the day yeah. after, yeah. Like, That's crazy like, stuff. That stuff's real, man. Like it happened like three times already. That- Technically, it was the day after he was on Raw. It wasn't the day after he went into the Hall of Fame, but still, yeah. he he went into the Hall of Fame, and then the day later or two days later, he was on Raw and gave a speech, and then the next morning died in a parking lot. Uh, so, yeah, some, some a massive heart attack, passing, man. Yeah. But anyway, that's it for me. Okay. Uh, do I even have any time to talk about video games? I don't know. You got as much Sorry, time as you yeah. want. We run the yeah. show. <laughs> show. We can do whatever we want. All right. Um, I've only got one big game, I think, to talk about this week, so I'll run through everything else kind of quickly. Uh, the indie games, because I know everybody enjoys those. Agent Intercept uh, kind of feels like a spy hunter. It's a car that's constantly moving, and what you're supposed to do is dodge things and shoot down other cars. It's fine. I thought it was interesting. It doesn't look all that great, um, but it's still pretty fun. Vengeful Heart is a visual novel. Uh, I watched through the first chapter. You don't do anything, and then it goes to chapter two. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Well, you, I, we, we all know how much you love visual novels. They're my favorite genre. You have no idea. You know what? Just like how you hated on roguelikes until you found one that you actually like, I'm going to find the visual novel that you'll one day like. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be one of the things that I find for you. It's gonna have to there be. are some really good ones out there. I know, I know, but it's not Did gonna you... get it on board with any of the ones we like. Have huh? you ever played uh, Ace Attorney? Yeah, I played. Uh... Did you like? Did you like it? It was okay. Okay, get fucked. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't love your favorite I, video I think, game. I think, I think, <laughs> I think, I think we need. He needs to play uh, Nosia, which is a rogue. No, no, what the hell are you doing? No, I know. (laughs) Two things that Ken hates. Yeah, why why would you do that? I'm gonna make you play Overwatch for a straight week, Anthony. How do you feel about that? No, well me and the four other people that are playing. No bitch, please. More people playing that than you know. I think you could get into the non read games. I mean, especially puzzle games, but with you know stories. Those are on Game Pass now. They are. I did they, download they really it, but are. I haven't played it yet. Nine 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 is a great game, dude. Yeah, well, it's on my hard drive, so maybe one of these days I'll boot it up. Yeah, it's on your four. It's on your four terabyte hard drive, Ken. I'm sure you. It's I'm eight, sure you might have some competition. It's eight, eight terabytes. terabytes. My okay. mistake. Yes. My mistake. yes. The way the way they changed that series, dude, is so good because nine 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 is is relatively cooperative, and then in was it Virtue's Last Reward? They actually make you do the the friend or foe thing, 
Prisoner's Dilemma is the the net the native the, uh, name for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was so good. I was oh, like, oh, oh, Drew, I almost forgot. Are are we still still doing uh, Samium files this year? Yeah, we absolutely can. Yeah. Okay. Just, well, so gotta, the gotta... new one comes out in June, so if we're gonna do it, we should do uh, Samium files either end of April or in May sometime. Okay. Uh, we'll try. We're gonna okay. try and finish up um uh control and then probably go back to Yakuza Five, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Alright, next game is, is fucking Contra. It's called Super Cyborg. Like, dude, that, that game is Contra 100. Is it good? It's actually not bad. I died in the first level, so it's very Contra. That's, that's Super C for you. Yeah. Uh, but no, it literally, it's got the, you know, the flip jump, uh, the, you shoot things and, and get the power ups, uh, I mean, it, it's, like, if you played it, you'd be like, is this Contra? Because it, it is Contra. That is, it's. I have so much nostalgia for Super C. Yeah, his dad. I got it for Easter one year, and my dad. I sat down, and started playing. I kept dying on the first level, and Dad was like, "Let me see that." And he sat there. Me and him sat there for almost three hours trying to figure out how to beat Super C. <laughs> Dude, I, st- I don't think Super C is beatable. I'm just gonna Super Super C is. It, it, everybody says Contra is really hard. No, you nah. don't know hard until you've played Super C. Super C is the game that like you're lucky to get past the first level. It's yeah, so fucking hard. Oh my gosh. Uh, I tried to play Firefighter HD, but it didn't have an invert aim, so I couldn't play it. Not that I thought it looked all that great anyway. Uh, and then Aikai, which is a Japanese horror game. Um, it's actually not bad. It's it's a lot more in depth than you might think it would be for fifteen dollars. I've heard it's very short though. So, um. I play Princess Farmer. <laughs> it's it's not what you think it probably is. Um, it's actually like a bejeweled game where you have to pick up crops and match them in a in a in a grid based puzzle game. It's fucking weird, man. They make weird video games nowadays. Um. God, I just I just read the title of this other game I played, and it like it did not convey this at all, but it's called Willie Morgan and the Curse of Bone Town. That sounds like a bad, dirty game, but it's like a, a disc world slash that type of genre, like um, uh, point Broken and click. Broken sword, point and yeah, click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one nice. of those. Uh, and he talks to you like in the game, which was hilarious. Like He looked at the screen he's like, hi, my name's Willie. Uh, we're going to go through this tutorial. Do you want to do that? And then you got to answer. So... Uh, it's fine. If you like those kind of games, you probably dig it. Um, I did play the show because on Xbox it's considered an ID to Xbox game, so they sent me a free code for like the super stupid expensive early version. So here's this here's this little indie game called The Show. Yeah, well they publish it through the ID at Xbox because you know it's PlayStation Studios, which is right. still weird to boot up on my Xbox for it, it, it's just weird. Um, so I play a little bit of that. It's really good. Um. I mean, I don't know what else you say about the show that Ryan doesn't say every year. That game is very good. Is it better than last year? Because I'll be honest with you, last year's wasn't really gelling with me. I, I don't, I'm not a baseball guy to tell you. It feels a lot like last year. But then again, I only play like just straight up games. I don't play the road to the show or any of that stuff. So See, that's all I play is road to the show. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, you'll be able to play it for free on Tuesday because it's in Game Pass. So I'll definitely try it out. Yeah. So, I mean, why why not, right? 
I don't know why last year's didn't gel with me very well. I uh, I don't, don't know. know. I, I like to like those games are perfect Game Pass games for me because I'll play them for three or four hours and then I'll never play them again. So like it's, it's a perfect thing for me. Uh, and I, I, um, I I'm with you, Drew. I wasn't as much a fan of last year's Road to the Show just because of the way it was set up and everything. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the, the way they 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 kind of force you to pick a team to go with rather than them making you go through the draft. Well, and two, they did the the forced. Everybody starts out as both a pitcher and a hitter, uh, which I wasn't a fan of. But. Yeah, I don't know. And then, like, I, I didn't want to choose. I wanted it to like choose for me, like based on how well I did in the preseason, you know, kind of thing, and. I, st- I stick with the, tr- the tradition of always getting drafted to the Baltimore Orioles, which is like, I guess I'm just the worst player ever. So they always send me to the Orioles. Yeah, I, I mean, I like, I have fun with it. Like, but like I said, it's like a four or five hour game for me, and then I'm done with it. Um, I don't know if y'all saw that video I posted on Twitter, but WWE 2K22 is a wild fucking video game. I think. <laughs> I didn't post the rest of that match, but Spider-Man. that was, well, that was Spider-Man yeah. with the Intercontinental title against the Batman. <laughs> like the creator, like I, I finally went into the creator wrestler thing and was like looking through how many, dude, there's some crazy shit in there. Like legit some crazy shit. Like Peter from Family Guy is in the creator wrestler. And yep. I don't know how they Not got, well, I, I don't know how they get like the, like there's a Sprite Cranberry dude. Pe- Pepsi Man is in there. Like it's crazy. I don't know, man. That game is wild. Um, so yeah. But the big game I played this week, and the reason why this show can't go live until 11 a.m. tomorrow is I've been playing Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Tell me, oh, yes. is it good? Yes, it is good. Um, oh, goddamn, I'm gonna buy it then. It feels like. The first time they've ever made that game feel like, I don't want to say like a real video game, but like you've played a Lego game, right? Like they all have that kind of isometric static camera kind of feel to them. This game is 100% a behind the back third person like action game. Um, You can pull the left trigger to aim. And then move with the right stick to aim your blaster, or in the case if you're a Jedi, you can throw your lightsaber. Um, but it is still one of those games. So when you boot it up, you can pick from the three separate trilogies, and you start at the beginning of whichever one you want to start at the beginning of. Um, the good, the bad, and the worst. <laughs> Um, and then of course, as you go through the levels, the, it starts to unlock like, uh, this overworld map. So in the overworld map, you can literally travel back, uh, to previous areas to collect more shit because this is a Lego game. And if you're like me, you get totally overwhelmed when you see. So the first time I picked up, um, what do they call them? The mini kits like that you can build stuff with. Yeah, it, mini kits. Uh, the studs are your currency. The studs are your currency in this one. There's also an upgrade tree. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, oh wow! So the first time I picked up a mini kit, it ticked off a little box that said one of one thousand one hundred and twenty-six, and immediately I had this like feeling of overwhelm just wash over me, of like the Lego games are games that like if you buy them, 
you could spend months playing these games. Like, that's how much content is in there. But when you beat a level, and it's like, oh, you beat this level, you completed 6% of this level. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, because the game just mocks you as you're playing through it. They're like, oh, look at this thing over here that you can't do yet because you don't have a character that does this. Like, that is just everywhere. But what I do like is that once you beat that level and you can kind of go back in the free play, you can like switch characters on the fly and you can load up to like four characters at a time. So let's say you need a droid and you need a a scoundrel and you need like a stormtrooper. You can have all four of those and then you just swap between them with the left bumper and you can switch between them on the fly by hitting left and right on the D pad and just swapping between the characters that you need. Um, This game has so many characters that I think they sent out codes to each individual person reviewing this game to debut a character. I have two, by the way. <laughs> so I have two Who characters. Who are your characters? My characters are Dengar and Admiral Holdo. Oh, yeah, just my favorite class of characters <laughs> that I fucking know from the movies. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, But, I mean, like, this is... So going back... Because like, Major I, Nelson I played... got Han Solo and Carbonite, that motherfucker. So I, I played the original uh, way back when on the PS2, and like I remember it having uh, like 64 characters, and that was a lot. Nah, dude. And then you get into the Marvel stuff, and there... then as someone that owns all of LEGO Dimensions, it's just like... Ah. You have no idea yeah. how many characters are in this game. Like, so, you know... so many. And then, like... You'll get one character, like, so say you have Leia, episode four, she'll have, like, six versions of that character. Yeah, of course. And, and, uh, did you know that, like, in the Incredibles game, like, some of the unlockable characters are, like, other Pixar? Yeah. Like, that, that's how fucking crazy they get. Like, um, if I'm correct, oh god, who was the special, there was a special character in one of the Lego Star Wars games that was not a Star Wars character. Oh, Indiana Jones! Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you unlock Indiana yeah. Jones in the original. Yeah, so I I have the Mandalorian unlocked in this, and when you're walking around, Baby Yoda's in this little thing following you around. It's pretty fantastic. Grogu. I know what I know what his name is. Well, then use his name, Ken. His name is Baby Yoda. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so going back to the, the skill tree, so the skill tree has a separate section. So you have an overall section, which works for every character. Um, and you're collecting these blue box, blue blocks, which are called like Kybrek blocks or something like that. And you get those for completing side missions within each, uh, uh, story mission. And you need some of those and you need studs in order to upgrade. So the main tree is for everybody. So like, it'll do things like, um, uh, move faster when you're sprinting or um, uh, uh, more range to pick up studs from further away, stuff like that. And then each character class has its own skill tree as well. So like Jedis have their own skill tree. Droids have their own skill tree, things like that. And then you can upgrade those individually. Again, it would take you an immense amount of time to upgrade and unlock absolutely everything in this game. I mean, it's just, there's just so much. Uh, the only special thing that's unlocked from the beginning is that you could, like, this game is straight up voice acted from beginning to end, uh, but you can turn on the mumble mode. 
So that it, oh, wow. yeah. is that is that kind of new, uh, Ken? I know Lego games generally have the mumble as a default. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started. No, that... they haven't for years. Yeah, oh, okay. they they switched they... over in one of the Star Wars games. Uh, no. So it was the first two. Then they did Indiana Jones, and I want to say Pirates of the Caribbean was the last because then they did the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings those were the ones that started it. Oh, yeah. was it those? Okay, well that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, but now did they actually get the actual actors. And no, stuff, no, they're sound. Uh, and if okay. they do, it's usually just pulled straight audio straight from the movie, which yeah. sounds worse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. They do translate Chewie's dialogue in this game, though, if you have subtitles on. So, and it does follow every movie almost to a T. Like I played through A New Hope first, and it is almost scene for scene. Um, obviously, with stupid stuff going on in the background, things like that. But yeah, I mean, if you've enjoyed those games and you've kind of been looking for them to kind of take the next step, this is definitely it. It feels like. Um, like an evolution of that series, which that series went on way too long without an evolution. Um, but no, I've been enjoying it. Uh, I really prefer the third-person style of combat as opposed to the other style, but it is still a straight-up Lego game. Um, so there is just going to be lots of grinding, lots of stud collecting, and I think the achievement for the stud collecting um, is $10 billion, just to give you an idea of how how many studs you're going to be collecting in this game. So, uh, it also looks really good. Uh, it is enhanced for PS5 and Series X. Oh, the the load time must be awesome, Dad. Uh, yeah, the load time is good. Me? It's not as good. Like, I you played Ghostwire Tokyo. That might be one of the most impressive load times. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like that game loaded so goddamn fast. This one's good, but it's not that fast, unfortunately. So okay. the, the stud, uh, the stud thing uh, becomes much easier because you'll get red bricks, and then the red bricks allow you to do multipliers on the. There's stuff. also so codes that's... for the multiplier, so you can put in codes. I think for two, four, six, and ten uh, time studs. So I need to. I need to buy those upgrades. I need more studs. Actually, the blue blocks are the things I'm having trouble with, like being able to upgrade things. Like I, like some of the upgrades are already asking for 15, which is 15 side missions. Oh man. Yeah, that's a, that just shows you how much content is in this game. One upgrade can cost you 15 side missions. So crazy. But no, if you like Lego games, you'll like it, and it does have co-op, um, but no online. Unfortunately, it's just local. So, uh, all right, let's talk about what's coming out this week. Do, 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 do. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. That's coming out this week. I'm oh, sorry, I'm being texted. Uh, this is Series X and PS5. Uh, MLB The Show 22, Outbreak, Contagious Memories, Combinera, Whiskey and Zombies, and coming. To the Xbox this week, the, the 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 amazing PS5 launch title only capable on the PS5, uh, Godfall, is coming to the Xbox this week. Yay! Everyone's been highly anticipating <laughs> this uh, license to expire from Sony so they can get their hands on it from uh, Xbox. Yes. Don't play that game. <laughs> no, 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 don't. don't play that game. That's, and you reviewed it. I did. Oh, what did you give it, Ryan? I don't remember. Maybe a seven. 
<laughs> that's for that's forgettable that you even forgot your own review for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. It uh it I mean it's so it's it's <laughs> it six point five. Some, okay, there you go. It has some competent areas in it. The actual um like the actual gameplay isn't bad. It's just fucking boring and pointless. Um <laughs> the, the nice is that the is that the the tagline? Yes, it is. Okay, if I'm if only I could say that I came up with that because as I'm sure Ken and Drew will attest, uh the one thing I've never learned to do in my time here is send in uh <laughs> taglines or screenshots or the price that I would pay for the game. I don't know who wrote that tagline then cuz I don't remember did it, maybe I wrote that. I don't know. That seems too uh, clever know, for look, me. I can look at my, uh, <laughs> I can look in my, uh, my review and see if it was included you in the actual it, review that I sent. You called well, it a, okay. a log, a launch ass launch game. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was me. Yeah, it's definitely a launch ass launch game. Uh, it's oh, worth, yeah. it's worth noting that it's on sale on the Xbox for $30, uh, at launch. So, and you get all the DLC. So if you care, this feels I like it not. should have been in Game Pass. I would not pay. Oh, I did. I did come up with that tagline. Look I was gonna that. say that's not me. I didn't think that was me. Yeah. So the tagline was lack lackadaisical launch looting. I mean, that's that's uh, accurate. And I did, yes, refer to it as a launch ass launch game. I I uh, named some other launch ass launch games, including Summoner, Eternal Ring, Blue Stinger, Killiac, the DNA Imperative. <laughs> Hey, I'm I don't, I don't even know what system that launched for, man. That sounds crazy. Kiliac, the DNA, that's a PS, PlayStation. PlayStation 1? PlayStation 1, yeah. yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Rise, it, it, Son of Rome, motherfucker. Yeah. Days of the Blade. Kiliac even got a sequel, motherfucker. It did. Epidemic. Epidemic. Yep. Uh, and the funny thing is, uh, the, uh, uh, I, as I mentioned in my review, Godfall and the Pathless have almost the exact same story, uh, as different as those games are. The Pathless um, got raided for the Switch this week, and I'm like... That's a great game. So, if you're going to buy a PS5, or a game that came out around the time the PS5 launch came out, don't buy Godfall, buy Pathless instead, because that game's <laughs> awesome. Alright, uh, PS5 is all the same stuff, except also getting Slipstream, so there is that. Uh, all right, let's switch over to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Legal Dungeon, which I think was just announced this week at the NXGP, um, and that's one of the one of the very few games that NIS is publishing on the Xbox. Which okay. Uh, Lego Star Wars, MLB, Replica, uh, Outbreak, Contagious Memories, Chinatown Detective Agency. Uh, Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition is out this week. I'll be picking that up. I'm uh, interested in that, but for that's... twenty bucks, I'm gonna pick it up. It's one of those things, Ken. Like the way they're showing off the game, it almost feels like it might even be worse than the original. And I hate to say it because I haven't played the the remaster yet, but like the the way the visuals look, it has this like pastel coloring to it, mm-hmm. and the way they kind of sharpen the images and stuff like that, really kind of makes the the textures and stuff like that look a little ugly and then they did remasters of the original soundtrack which the original soundtrack is fucking legendary and untouchable to me 
Um, and I think the remastered tracks are actually worse than the originals. And I don't say that lightly. I actually listened to a lot of them. I was like, damn, this is. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping that, yeah, I'm hoping that this is just nostalgia speaking to me and kind of clouding my own judgment. And, and it actually still is good in context, but I, I don't know about this one, man. I'll, I'll wait for your word on that to see if I pick it up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know how good my word's going to be on it because I'm going to be real honest with you. It's, I haven't played it since it came out. <laughs> so it might have been a few years. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit of time since yeah, I played yeah, yeah, Chrono yeah. Cross. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But fuck it for 20 bucks, and I al- I'm always screaming, you know, there needs to be more of these kind of games on Xbox. This is on Xbox, I'm gonna support it, I'm gonna pick it up, so. Fair enough. Uh, Godfall also coming to Xbox One, along with Combinera, uh, Orcs Must Die 3, Tipping the Scales, which is some DLC, and then Slipstream and Whiskey and Zombies also coming to Xbox One, PlayStation 4, mostly the same stuff. Uh, I, in fact, the only different game we have is Eschatos, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. All right, Nintendo Switch, always my favorite to do, and I've got to go into go into it because again, it's never all on one page. We've got Aaron, the little detective, uh, Super Clown, Lost Diamonds, Dashing Dodgems. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. MLB The Show is making its debut on the Switch this year, and I don't know about you, but I kind of want to watch that train wreck. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Uh, Worm Run, Z-Warp, Bibby and Tina, The New Adventures with Horses. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chinatown Detective AC, Chrono Cross, Floating Farmer, Happy's Humble Burger Farm, uh, Makoko X, Radioactive Dwarfs, Evil from the Sewers, which I talked about a couple weeks ago. Red, White, Yellow, Zinger. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter. Flipstream, Spingram, The Last Friend. And finally, probably the most exciting release for the Switch this week, The House of the Dead Remake. Coming out oh, on yeah, Switch. It's coming out. Is it? So what kind of a remake are we talking about? Is it a remake, 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 or is it like remaster, remake? I think it's in the same vein as that Panzer Dragoon remake that came out. Because I think it's the same developer? I believe so. I believe so, yeah. I, I'm not looking that up because I don't care enough, but I believe it is. Okay. Yeah, I think it's... it's a, it, it is It is a full remake, though. Yes, like, it's not like a... redone all the models and everything. Yeah, so... I would have rather them did... Um, what was that one that was released a few years ago? Overkill? Yeah, that one was yeah, really good. Yeah, dude, that was so that good. Was fantastic. Yeah, yeah that, game that, was, that game was really good. I'd like to see that make it to more platforms. Alright, uh, news. Uh, oh, God. Relax, it'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> everybody's golf servers are going down in September. And yes, before you make the joke, everybody's already made it on the internet. It's no longer everybody's golf. It's nobody's golf. Uh, include the VR version? Uh, I'd assume it's the same. It's technically it's the same thing. Um, just one that's in VR. Mm. So I don't know how this affects the game because if I remember correctly, it was kind of like a live service game, so it was always online. So does this mean you can't uh, yeah, even? Yeah, I don't. I, the VR was, was the only one I've played. There so. was a single player, was... but it was connected to the internet. Yeah, and they had like that where you could run around the golf course kind of thing. Yeah, so like, can you still play this game once this you, happens? 
Yes, you can still play this game, but here's the thing. If you want to unlock stuff, you unlock stuff way faster if you play online. I mean, at this point, if you haven't unlocked stuff in everybody's golf, you're probably not going to. Uh, that's true, but still sucks. Yeah. Uh, Capcom has announced that they are increasing this, the base salary of their employees by 30% thanks to their uh, current good fortune and how well they're doing. So. Thank you, thank you, Monster Hunter and Resident Evil. That's right. Capcom doing good, so... Yeah. Hey, you know, they, they've been putting out quality titles, you know, in their biggest franchises, so good on them. Yeah. I hope the uh, the streak continues with the next Street Fighter game that they've announced. I hope it's great. Yeah, I do hope Street Fighter Six is great, because let's all be fair, it can't be much worse than five. Indeed. Also, we're getting free upgrades to Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7. This year? Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. They're gonna add like ray tracing and other like graphical improvements. Right? I mean, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a good excuse to play through those amazing fucking video games again. Absolutely, I think Resident Evil games more than most are so fun to replay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm happy to go and play those games again. I'll play Resident Evil Two for the fourth time, the remake. I love that game. Uh, Hyperlight Breaker was announced, the sequel to Hyperlight Drifter. So, cool. If you like those game, if you like that game, you're probably gonna like this game. Uh, Undead Labs is the latest Xbox Studio to be making some news out there with uh, some toxic work environments, which is always fun. Um, what's interesting about this story though is that the problems seem to have been cleaned up now. This is from a while back. Uh, and the, the studio head that was causing the problems is now gone. The game seems to be back on track, but this is also another sign of like, what the hell is going on at Xbox? Yeah. So speaking of studios, did you see that phenomena is closed or closing the, uh, the, wa- the Wadham studio, Wadham studio. Yeah. Because yeah. she was, uh, she was kind of a nasty person. Yeah. Like spreading, personal information to explain away people's like oh this per of course this person's not doing good work it's because of this is happening in their personal life and it's like what the fuck yeah she was a very um, toxic person and it's funny because apparently uh kid takahashi is very hard to work with because he's very hands-on with everything yeah right um but like everybody's like yeah you know he's a little um abrupt but like the, the conversation quickly turned to uh, he decided to build a fort out of chairs <laughs> to keep her from out of that side of the studio. Hey, you know, whatever works. There's a there's a there's a really good documentary that talks about um, specifically Annapurna and the stuff that they've been covering up in their indie darlings. Um, yeah, a lot that, of these uh, a lot of this stuff is from Annapurna. Annapurna as a publisher seems to be not great. Uh, I've heard them described as a like they want to come off as very like open to like uh, outsiders and stuff, but then you like somebody described them as like frat bros. Yeah, that are running it, and it's like wow. Well, That's, at this um, point, are we are we getting to the point where if a studio is good, we should maybe make news about it because it seems like every studio is kind of a piece of shit to work with. I. <laughs> It's weird, man. I think I think I don't know. I think I think a lot of studios come out, but like I think there's a lot of places that are like a lot more places that are good. 
Um, I don't know. It's kind of like I don't want to pat people on the back for doing the bare minimum. No, exactly. Right? Uh, by the way, the documentary is called Investigating Three Indie Superstars Accused of Emotional Abuse from People Make Games on YouTube. It's 40 minutes, um, but it is... I was, like, shocked listening to, like, the stuff that these people were facing, especially knowing the games that they were making and kind of the environment that they were made in didn't seem to... They just, like, the, the ideas seemed to clash. Like, these very kind honest games being made in like the worst of situations yeah um i think the ori one I, hit me pretty hard too i forgot about ori yeah yeah so uh free games for the month of april for the playstation plus which we'll talk a little bit more about playstation plus later um hood outlaws and legends spongebob squarepants battle for the bikini bottom rehydrated and that slain. rehydrate is really good yeah, no, that's a great free game. And then Slay the Spire, which I've also heard good things, but it's not my jam. I don't like card games. so I got to say, uh, did you try Slay the Spire at all, Ken? Or no, it's, a, it's been on Game Pass forever, and I just never tried it. Dude, like I would say, like as far as like card games goes, that might be one of the best exceptions to the rule in a lot of ways. Give it like, like one or two sessions. I think you might be surprised. All right, on your on your suggestion, yes. I will give it a try. But I, I, I've I've spent like thirty hours in that game. It's phenomenal. I just every card game I've ever played, including the one from you know one of my favorite developers, Blizzard. I just I just nah, I don't like card games. Fair enough. Uh, games with gold. <laughs> uh, another sight, and Hugh, which I know Drew's a big proponent of. She was a fantastic game. Uh, and then, man, okay, I'm going to save the best one for last, but MX versus ATV Alive and Outpost Kaloki X. Dude, what? Pretty that, sure that was a launch. It was a Xbox launch Live? game. And it's not a bad video game, but God damn, are you really this low? Are you really this low in the totem pole that you got to put out? Free game outpost September X September two thousand four. Yeah. Oh my god. That game is almost twenty years old. Yeah. That was literally the launch Xbox Live Arcade game. Yeah. It's a good game. Do you know what the game is? Yeah, it's like a like a build your own space lemonade station. stand. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good game. I'm not gonna lie. It's a good game. But come on. <laughs> like, for real? Oh, okay, so those are your free games. Uh, Activision uh, deal is getting some heat after some senators are out there saying that, you know, uh, if if uh, Activision is acquired by Microsoft, that things could get worse. And I just looked at that tweet and I was like, um... Huh. I, I, hate, I hate these people that don't know... Anything that's going on as far as thing, they see some buzzwords and they think that, oh, this might be something that could win us some points in popularity or something like that. And they said, oh, let's go tackle it and stuff like that. It's, it's vain. It's completely outside the bounds of what they're, what they should be kind of handling as far as what their prerogative ought to be as far as, you know. The actual fixing of the fucking country, among other things, right? Yeah, you and know, then, like, what, yeah. what other crazy things could we be talking about? Oh, I don't know. There's a lot. 
if they were just honest and being like, we're looking into it for antitrust reasons. That's fair. Yeah. That's that's completely fair. Sure. Uh, it might get worse. So literally you're saying let's... It's worse than somebody killing it. themselves. Yeah. Being let's not remove the people that are at the head of the company now through a buyout. Let's just leave them in charge and hope things get better. Like, what the fuck? Like, Bobby Kotick didn't, didn't get up there just because, like, he was the best at it. Like, Bobby Kotick has a bunch of stocks of Activision. That's how he's there. Yeah. And uh, the only way in fact the only way he's gonna go away is if the murder is, happens. Exactly. So like I don't like what? Like what what a fucking weird statement to come out and be like, ah, oh, it could get worse for those people. I don't think it could. No, no, I really don't think it could get any worse unless than they, unless they start sacrificing them. Uh this is the only way the games can be made. Yeah, because that's the Microsoft way. That's that's what the ponies yeah. say, you know. The ponies and the bots, my two favorite people on the internet. I, what I found funny about that tweet was that there was a bunch of Sony fanboys in there going, yeah, this is totally true, you should do this. And I'm like, is, is it really that you've come to this point in your life? They yeah. got nothing else, Ken. I mean, clearly. Uh, E3's dead. <laughs> E3 was dead. Yeah, always, they, always have, just the picture of the two astronauts always has been. Yeah, well, well, they they stood over its corpse and shot it again this week as uh, the ESA has canceled this year's E3, which Keeley was immediately out there like, ha 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 ha, and I'm like, okay, Keeley, yeah, which uh, isn't really a good look. No, and I was like, you know what? I appreciate what you do, Keeley, but you will never be E3. Like in in the minds, the mindshare, like E3 was special. Granted, it's become shit over the years. I'm never going to argue that. But... You'll always be Dorito Pope, Keely, no matter <laughs> how hard you try. Yeah, he's out there with his little winking emoji, like, ah, oh, look what I'm doing, because the ESA is killing E3. I'm like, yeah, but you still won't be E3. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like living in the alternative universe where the uh, NFL failed and XFL succeeded. Yeah, exactly. Kind of what it feels like, yeah. yeah. Uh... I know we talked about this last week, Anthony, but there were three Sony rumors for the week. Uh, we ended up finding out what those were. The first one was Spartacus, which jo- we'll talk about. In jokes a on you! I don't, I don't remember us having that conversation because we I, did. So, all right, because it was Greg Miller that was tweeting it. Remember he did, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second one was the PSVR showcase, which did not happen. And the third is an, uh, a Sony acquisition rumor. Because let, hold on a minute. Let's back up for a second. Uh, who has predicted any of the acquisitions that have happened so far? No one. Bingo. Moving on. <laughs> yes, there's probably going to be an acquisition. Does anybody know who it is? Fuck no. I, I just want to say, like, yeah, the most of the time, like, the acquisition, you either know who the acquisition is hours before it happens, or you know that there's an acquisition happening but that's about it. That's as far as it ever gets. And Jeff Grubb explained this perfectly on his podcast this week, saying that nobody's going to tell you who it is because they can be sued out the ass. Well, isn't that almost insider trading? Exactly. That's yeah. he's like I could. He's like if I knew, I could tell you. But the people who know can't tell me because yeah. they can go to jail for that shit. Yeah, that's very uh, illegal. Yes. So, Isn't that what Martha Stewart went to jail for? 
Uh, I don't remember. Insider trading, yes. Insider trading, yeah. Not not for video game No, no, but but, but nevertheless, I'm just saying Martha Stewart went to jail for that. She went to jail because she knew about Bethesda. Don't tell nobody. That's right. Uh, More free games. Nintendo has finally announced some new uh, Nintendo Switch Online games are coming to the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Uh, For Nintendo, we're getting Dig Dug 2 and Mappy Land. Uh, for Super Nintendo, and I thought you were bringing this up because you had, like, Foresight, Anthony, but it's Earthworm Jim 2. You br- I, did I bring up Earthworm Jim? Or was that Wombat that brought up Earthworm Jim? I brought up Earth- okay, Earthworm Jim. Okay, so I thought you had Foresight as to know that we were going to talk about Earthworm Jim 2 today. I do not. Yeah, Earthworm Jim 2, you can now play it on your Nintendo Switch. Cool. Yeah. Also, if you I don't, don't know, know why you would. Dig Dug 2 is very different than Dig Dug. Yes, it is. They, they combined the two, like Dig Dug and Dig Dug Two, in the DS game Digging Strike, where like the top screen was Dig Dug Two, and the bottom screen was Dig Dug. Hey, it's a really interesting concept, and I wish we'd have a port of it elsewhere. Uh, remember that GoldenEye remaster that was so certainly going to come out like real soon? Yep, I kind of no, found you out were why. Certain. Well, I wasn't the only person online tweeting about it. Like, there were other people. No, you were like, oh, it's going to happen. And I was like, oh, wait till It actually was supposed to. And you know why it wasn't? You know why it didn't happen? Because mm-hmm. of the war. If you remember GoldenEye, there's a lot of Russian references in that game. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I have now seen why that, that has been, it's been delayed a little bit, along with Advanced Wars, so... Alright, I got three news stories left. They're all pretty big. We'll start with Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed to 2023. Is anybody shocked? No. They yeah. delayed it so that they can make the weapons degrade faster. <laughs> <laughs> no, they delayed it because they saw Elden Ring and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I just think they, I, I think the funniest story that I saw online was this immediately drummed up the Switch Pro rumors again. Oh, fucking God. Stop it. <laughs> fucking give me a goddamn aneurysm. Can, we, can, me can we, like, hold the thousands of media outlets accountable somehow for their news of the fucking uh, Switch Pro and then that never happened? I mean, you can Nintendo try, but... life. Cut your shit out. There. Called one out by name. Dude, everybody said the Switch Pro was coming. I don't know how many times I've said that, like, no, it's not. It, 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 wrong about, oh, Metroid Prime Trilogy is just around the corner. Is it? What fucking corner? Exactly. The same corner that, uh, what's that, what's another one? That's... Corner where you can go around and fuck yourself. I'm so tired of this shit. All Every right. fucking rumor. I'm so goddamn t- Mother 3 is coming. Is it? Really? Because it's, because it ain't here. Silent Hill? Spouting that shit. Oh, Silent Hill's going to be bought out by Sony. Silent Sony. Hill is returning. All right. Uh, Xbox oh, Game Pass. Okay. Speaking of, speaking of Silent Hill, guys, abandoned. It's oh, still yeah. being worked on, I promise. Get fucked. You know what? This is another person. Um, <sighs> I saw a tweet this morning floating around on the internet that Colin Moriarty got an interview with that dude. I want to listen to that interview. Uh, what what uh, dude are we talking about? That Hassan, the the head of Blue Box Studios. Uh, 
Yeah, the one that people were like, oh, clearly his, his, his initials are HK. You know what else has initials HK? Hideo Kojima. This is the Hideo Kojima project. And there's still people holding out hope that this is some weird thing. Like, do you think Hideo Kojima would look this incompetent? Well, Blue Box ever? hadn't tweeted since January, and they've tweeted twice in the last 24 hours. All right, so that tweet that you linked me and Anthony to, uh, right below it, the a dude who said that he used music for the game and never got paid for it, never actually got got it used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that then that dude below him said, "You're a friggin' liar. We never had any of this." And they're like, "Dude, it's true." And then somebody else behind him said, "No, I'm the guy who made the. I don't know who's taking a, a piss here, but somebody is." I think Blue Box is taking the piss out of anybody that's still giving them any kind of. Uh... I think they, they just keep calling people out. Yeah, it's this this thing is is fucked, and you shouldn't even be paying attention to it because it's just a ruse at this point. Even if it comes out, it's gonna be shit, guys. Dude, they put and out we, a six a gigabyte two second yeah. video. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Oh. All right. Uh, Xbox Game Pass is rumored, according to Jez Corden over at Windows Central, to be getting a family plan. Um, which I'm assuming this would be similar to. Nintendo Switch Online, where you can pay a higher amount and have more people on the Game Pass plan? Probably. It feels a little... I don't know. It feels a little weird, I guess, but it makes sense. Like, we don't have a family plan, but because of the way Xbox works, we can... My son and I can both play my Game Pass games on different Xboxes. Yeah, you just have to set one as home and... Right. Uh, I wonder if they're. I, I don't think they get rid of that because that also. Maybe it's works. mostly for. It's probably mostly for like cloud cloud gaming. Well, I also think that this is um the, the in the in the rumor it's reported that it's going to be up to five people, so yeah. up to five accounts could have access to your Game Pass library. Gotcha. So, but my question is: Is it fifteen bucks a month currently, or ten bucks a month currently for regular Game Pass? What does that look like price wise? Like, if you could share five people, like, how much would that be? That seems like that'd be a lot of money. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. People want it, so it's a good thing. But it's like the Nintendo Switch family plan. I have no use for it, so. Yeah. Uh, all right. One of the reasons... Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Game Pass, this is actually one of the reasons I think Jay wanted to be on the show this week. We're going to talk about PlayStation Plus. Yes. Project Spartacus, whatever. All right, so I'm going to pull up the list here. I've got the plan. So PlayStation Plus is being revamped in June to three tiers. PlayStation Now is going away. And instead, everything will be PlayStation Plus. We've got PlayStation Plus Essential, which is essentially what you have now. Right now. Yeah. So, no, no price hike or anything like that. Nope. So here's the limit. Here's the benefits for PlayStation Plus Essential. Uh, provides the same benefits as PlayStation Plus uh, today, including two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage, and online multiplayer access. Uh, price is $9.99 a month, $24.99 quarterly, or $60 a year. All right. Time to, time to move up to the next tier, PlayStation Plus Extra. Uh, plus 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 uh, provides all of the benefits from the essential tier, but also adds a catalog of up to 400 
of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Uh, games in the extra tier are available download downloadable for play. This is 15 bucks a month, $40 quarterly, 100 bucks yearly. Uh, so, all right. The final tier, PlayStation Plus Premium. Plus, plus, plus. Plus, plus, plus. Uh, all the benefits from the Essential and Extra, plus uh, up to 340 additional games, including PS3 games available via cloud streaming, a catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP. Uh, offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers where PlayStation Now is currently available. Finally, time-limited game trials will also be offered in this tier so customers can can try select games before they buy. Um, They have noted a few games that will launch into the extra and premium tiers, including Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal. Mortal Kombat 11 is such a weird addition to that list. Yeah, because the rest of them are first party or right. were published by Sony Games. So, so the the oh, I didn't do the price. Sorry for uh, the premium is seventeen ninety nine a month, forty nine ninety nine quarterly, or one hundred and twenty dollars yearly. One hundred and twenty dollars a year. So let's compare that to the Game Pass brand. I know we have the the Game Pass for PC. We have the Game Pass uh, Ultimate. Is that the only two available? Or is no, there there's also tier? there's also just Game Pass. Okay. Uh, for uh, what, are, what are the prices for those, and what do they offer? What is PC by itself? Is it still five dollars? Oh no, it's ten dollars. No okay, so $10. it's ten dollars, and then PC for console is ten dollars, and then Ultimate is fifteen, which includes everything. Yeah, well, Ultimate is, yeah, Ultimate's the the one that's got it both. So yeah. monthly, it's cheaper to have Game Pass Ultimate than it is to have PlayStation Plus Premium. But yes. PlayStation Plus Premium is offered yearly for one twenty. Game Pass Ultimate is not offered yearly. Right. So it's oh, five it? bucks cheaper if you oh. buy the annual. Five I did not know that uh, it didn't have a yearly thing for Game Pass. That's very strange. No, you, you can only buy it three months at a time. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. But here's the other thing, and this is the thing that I keep, and I know me and Ken shout about it all the time. If you do the Microsoft Award stuff, you don't have to pay for Game Pass. Yeah, you can earn enough every month to to pay for Game Pass. I mean, it may be a little less now that they've changed it, they have changed it a little bit, but I mean, yeah. you can still like, you, it, it, so if I have a Game Pass subscriber for a year, with how they have it set up now, I probably only have to pay for Game Pass every two months out of the year. Well, let me ask this question real quick before we get into the details of this: is any is anybody on the show going to subscribe to Premium in June? No. No. Um, so what I did just now while we were actually on the show, Ken, I know you follow, uh, follow Warrior 64. I bought well. the, I literally just bought the same yeah, thing you did. Yes, I, my dude, my dude, how many years did you stack? I just did one because I don't you know. Just I just did one year. Yeah. I did, I did four years. So I'm set for 2026. Um, okay. so I'm okay with paying premium for $60 a year 
I'm not okay paying for premium at 120 given the circumstances and what they're showing right now. So that's kind of where my headspace is at. I figure I'm going to have PlayStation Plus anyway, which is going to cost me about $40, $30 a year with the discount that I usually get. So I might as well just get the whole thing for 60 uh, for a couple of years to see what it's about. Uh, hopefully the, the transfer process goes through smoothly and PlayStation now becomes pre- a PlayStation premium without any issue. That's, that's what they're claiming is going to happen. And, and that's why I bought it so that I could transition it because I can just, I wonder what they're going to do with my leftover plus then. That's a question too. Cause my plus runs out actually, I think next year, but my, was it uh, now expires in 2026. So I imagine the one that is more expensive is going to supersede the other. I just so want. Yeah. I just have a feeling Sony's going to fuck this up, and and then mm-hmm. I'm, something's going to go wrong with my account at some point, and it's going to piss me off because I don't trust right. Sony to do this shit right. Microsoft I, did it perfectly. You pay a dollar, and they combine both your gold and your Game Pass together, and you can stack as up to what three years originally. Yeah, I think it was three years. And I did yeah. that, and you could not beat that. I was set for three years. Yep. I did that same thing for PC Plus, uh, PC Game Pass, Drew. So when they had their price set for $5 instead of $10 a month, I stacked up as much month as possible to the point where I had to buy monthly. So I bought 36 months worth individually, and my credit card got locked around the two-year mark. <laughs> yeah. them. They're like, there's a lot of transactions going on here. I don't know what's going on. So I had to call them to unlock it and then have them process the rest of the uh, the transfer. So I'm yeah. still set for like until like 2024 for PC Game Pass. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I certainly don't regret that decision. I think PC Game Pass has been very valuable. Despite my grievances with the interface and the DRM and everything, it's still been good. So I hope the same will be true for PlayStation Now and uh, you know PlayStation Premium. So yeah. the, the, I think the biggest defining factor here, and it's something that they did announce, was that the the new releases that are exclusive to PlayStation will not come to this service yeah. at launch. Yeah. So day one, first party games are not coming to this service. Which and Which it's like, me- well, the the first party games are the big ones, right? So I'm probably going to buy those, which reduces the value of the service. Yeah, and if you I don't, don't care don't, about that, yeah. Here's the thing: is that they don't want you to compare this to Game Pass. They want you to compare it to their own service. So it's more like PlayStation Now because new releases didn't come on PlayStation Now. Mm, they. St- what's funny is we had a story about this. They started to last month. So, if you remember last month, Shadow Warrior 3 launched into PlayStation Now. All right. Which was the first launch game to launch into PlayStation Now. It's so weird. I don't see PlayStation releasing God of War Ragnarok. No, 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 not first party. Not first party. But then again, a lot of the stuff we talk about on Xbox isn't first party Xbox. We know those are coming. So, you know you'll get Forza. You know you'll get Halo. But, like... Microsoft ain't put out shit since then. Let's be frank. That, that's no. true. I mean, the the whole age-old thing of Microsoft doesn't have any games, so why pay for Game Pass? I get that. At the same time, if Sony really wanted to do that leg up and really wanted to beat the crap out of Microsoft's Game Pass, they could have said, guess what? You get Ragnarok for free day one when it comes out. Sure. Yeah, I think, I think their message is that the money we make selling these games is what allows us to make them so good. And that message I think is enhanced by Xbox. I don't, let me say this. 
I don't think that's necessarily the case, although I'm sure it helps. But B, that message is certainly enhanced by the first-party output that Microsoft has had over the last couple of years. Yeah, it, it hasn't it hasn't been great. But what's made Game Pass so good? What why do we talk about Game Pass every month? It's because there is a new game launching in Game Pass. Yep. Whether it's Weird West or MLB the Show or fucking Back for Blood or something. Tunic. Tunic launching, you know, straight into Game Pass. People can play a brand new game that just came out day one. Like that's what's made Game Pass so good. Yeah. Yeah. And the um, fact that you can play it anywhere. Yeah, you can play it on your phone, you can play it on the PC, you can play it on your Xbox. I mean, shit, yeah. now you can play Xbox Series X games on your Xbox One now. And so, everything transfers over. So if I sat here on my phone and played some Halo, whatever progress I made will immediately be right there on my Xbox when I got home. Yep. Uh, the thing that I wanted to bring up as far as the PlayStation Now, because I'm not as familiar with PlayStation Now as I'm with Game Pass, considering I haven't really had the subscription for... I, I tried it for like a couple of months just to test out the, the interface and everything. I think it works pretty well on PS5 as far as the streaming side of it. And the fact that you can still download games and actually install them and play them directly, I Some think that's them. great. Some, yeah, of them. some of them. The ones that are available for PS5, you know, backwards compatibility, blah, 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 right? Yes. So that's, that's fine and dandy. I think that's the right step to take. Uh, but at the same time, my biggest, uh, concern with Game Pass outside of, you know, the PC interface being crap and the DRM is that games go out of there pretty regularly and pretty frequently. I've had games go out there where I'm kind of in the middle of trying to play through them or I just started them recently and then they get put onto the list like a month before they go out and it's kind of a bummer. But if I think about all the background, a back catalog of PS Plus games, even the very first game I ever downloaded for PS Plus for free as part of their catalog, Resogun is still available. There has been never a game that you got from PS Plus that have gone away. Well, there's also never a game on Games with Gold that is gold. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. So what is Sony going to be? Is is there a lot of games on PS now that disappear kind of like Game Pass does or just not as much or doesn't doesn't happen They remove stuff from PS now, right? They remove stuff from PS now, but it's weird because they don't make a big deal about it. I think the only reason we ever noticed it is because they took fucking God of War off of it. Yeah, and it's like, it why? Really, yeah. Why would you take that game off when people can buy it for ten dollars? What? Why even take it off? What's the point? Which is, which is cheaper than PlayStation now? Yeah. So, like, why would you take it? Like, these are your games. Yeah. Yeah. I, that makes absolutely no sense. The, the 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 fact that I know that Halo Infinite ten years from now will still be on Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to take it off. The yeah, only, the only games they'll they? take off are the Forza games because they can't license the music any or the cars anymore. Yeah, I mean that's like it, it makes it doesn't make much sense. And the 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 one thing I will give Game Pass is because it's happened twice where I've been playing a game on Game Pass and they said, "Hey, it's leaving next month. Here's twenty percent off on the store just because you're a Game Pass subscriber." Well, that's for every if, game. Well, yeah, but I mean they. They typically do that, you know, when they're coming, when they're about to leave Game Pass. They put it on a discount so that way you can purchase it and not be a big hit. Well, no, know, what to... I'm saying is is whatever is whatever games are in Game Pass, if you want to buy them, they're always discounted. Even while they're on Game Pass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, if you wanted to buy the show right now, you could get 20% off of it because it's in Game Pass. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, but, like, that's the thing about Game Pass is, like, yeah, you can just play it. 
but if you want to buy it to own, you get a discount on it. Okay. That I mean, that's the most smart thing to do. You yeah. Know? Like, like I was, I was still playing through Dead Island, like my, my, my third playthrough of Dead Island. It was on Game Pass, and they said, "Oh, it's leaving." So you pick it up for eight bucks. All right, well, screw it. I'll pick it up for eight bucks. I'm halfway through the stinking game. Yeah, I did that with a couple games, like with Streets of Rage 4 um, when it was leaving Game Pass because I didn't review it, so I'd never bought it, and it had been on Game Pass since day one. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to buy it since it's leaving Game Pass, and I got 20% off. Like, Yeah. So, I mean, that's the smart thing to do, and I don't know what Sony's going to do. Like, nobody – everything's still up in the air with Sony stuff because I don't know what what they're planning on doing. I – and is all of this – all of this is going to continue on PlayStation 4 as well, correct? That is a damn good question because – I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, said, yeah. Because as it stands right now, I'm not having a PlayStation 5 probably for the next two years because it takes forever to find one. So if this is really only working for PS5 – I don't need this. That that I think as far as that's concerned, given that PS4 install base is so much larger than PS5 right now, it would be crazy if they didn't. Yeah, I think the only thing you wouldn't get is the PS5 games. Obviously. Right, that's what I'm assuming too. That seems, because, I mean, yeah, let's talk about the tiers. So the, the PlayStation Plus Extra is where things change. Like, if you just keep PlayStation Plus, that nothing changes for you. It's still the same thing. And it's very telling uh, in the wording of this that they're saying two monthly downloadable games because two of the games you get every month are PlayStation 4 games. Right. So that makes sense. We start looking at the 400 in the extra, um, which it says is PS4 and PS5. Let's be fair, probably 95% of those are PS4. Yeah. So that's that could still work on PS4. I don't see a problem with that. When you get into the, the, the top tier where you're – I don't know if it's just me. Like, I, I have a lot of things I want to know about this this classic stuff because this is the thing that interests me. Mm-hmm. So it says 340 games. Like, what are we talking here? That's between PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and PSP. Um, oh, sorry, and PS3. Like, how many PS3 games are on PlayStation now? Like, how much of that 340... Is just going to be these streamed PS3 games? Yeah, that's the big question, right? Because if you think about it, there currently are zero PlayStation Now games that are PlayStation or PlayStation 2 or PSP games. No, 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 no. The old, there are what? PS2. Are there really? Yeah, those yeah. ones that they remade, like Primal. Oh, oh, oh. Well, those, yes, but I'm talking about the other ones that don't have these remakes and stuff no, like no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, the, just the 50 yeah, the... or whatever that they made. Yeah. There was like a PS4. It was PS2 Classics on PS4 was what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Rogue, I mean, Rogue Galaxy was one of them. We played it on Phoenix Down. Yep. Even even if they put because there aren't too many of those guys. Uh, There's like, like they started 50, making them. 54, exactly. Yeah. And they just stopped, right? So if that's all they're going to add, then the 340 is going to be mainly PS3 games, which I think is going to be a major bummer. I'm hoping what they're what they say is that a catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming. And download options. So well, that and download option tells me that there must be some kind of emulation available for these PlayStation and PSP generation because there there's nothing like that available for the PS2 to PS4 versions, right? There's no PlayStation 1 game that came to PlayStation 4, did they? No, there's no PS1, no PSP. The PS2 games do download. You can download those on yeah, PS Now. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, the PlayStation 3 games you can't, and you never will until Sony builds a PS3 emulator for the PS5, which I am at the Perhaps. point where I don't believe they're ever going to do that. No. Yeah, they're probably not. But let's be uh, frank, what can't run a PS1 game at this point? <laughs> that's that's exactly it, right? PSP and PlayStation 1 emulations have been perfected like a decade ago and some more. Yeah. So having that on PS5, the uh, the system that it is, would be a simple matter indeed. But they're doing it in a very official standpoint. That means I'm I'm curious about the architecture as to how easy would it be for them to add like new ISOs and new games into the, into this catalog? Would it be something as like trickling as kind of like how uh, Nintendo is doing with their catalog of Super Nintendo N64, where it's very, very slow and it's like one or two games every month or something like that? Or is this going to be like a dump of like 20, 30 games at a time because it's very simple to do? So that's kind of where my focus is at because Ken, if you, if you guys remember like, one of the biggest conversations that we had before the launch of the PS5 was how eager we were to buy the PS5 at whatever price point it might be on launch if it was the one and all inclusive PlayStation device that allows us to play, you know, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, PSP, PS4 games. That's kind of our dream, right? Yeah. So in that way, we can kind of see it realized to some degree because it truly says every single PlayStation generation is being represented minus PS Vita. So we can kind of have that all in one, but I want to see it being implemented properly. I don't, I don't want some like half-assed measure where every game is going to be streamed because to be frank, like there are some games that are fine to stream, but I would say most games just don't feel good being played streamed, even if you're on a hardwire. Uh, it certainly is playable and it's not like the worst option possible, but it's less than ideal. So I want them to all be uh, as much as to be downloadable as possible. So I'm very, very curious as to how well they do this system as far as the backwards compatibility goes. Yeah, the, 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 you, you hit the right point there with how quickly and how many yes. of these games are going to be released because, you know, for a while there in the heyday of Microsoft's Xbox One, which was like their worst freaking, like the worst console they've ever made, it seems like they were every couple of months. Here's 30 games that yeah. are backwards compatible, you know, and that was, that was a great time. And it lasted for about a year and a half. I think if if Sony does that, like, hey, in January we're getting you're getting Metal Gear Solid one, two, and three. Oh, and we're also throwing in four for for streaming. And well, then four is you know, already in their streaming, so yeah. But they would, uh, you know, if they start doing like the heavy hitters on top of a good amount of them every other month or something like that. It could be worth it, but if you get like, oh, you get Metal Gear Solid 3 just randomly, and then eh, we're not going to do two for another five <laughs> months. Come on. Who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? I, I, I hate to be I hate to be this guy, but you really need to look at this as more like the way Nintendo does it. And we shouldn't call it backwards compatibility because backwards compatibility would insinuate that I can take the disc and put it in the system and play it. True, yeah. And I don't know if you saw this floating around Twitter this weekend. Are you aware that even if you have a disc version of the PS5, it cannot read a CD? Uh, like, I'm not surprised. Like it, it can't read a CD, period. The laser does not read CD technology. Oh, okay. Dude, you know what's it's crazy? <laughs> it's, like, I, I hate to say it like this, but this, this, this is crazy. I'm not a Microsoft fanboy, I swear to God. But the fact that I could take my old, old copy of Ninja Gaiden Black 
and throw it into my Series X and it immediately starts working, like that's unheard of. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um the, the, the sad part is like that's a laser, like that's all that that's missing. Um, I mean, it, it could be a speed issue off of a, a disc, like a CD has to be run at different speeds than a Blu-ray disc, but like literally, it is a different laser diode. That that's the only reason why I can't read a CD. It's just they decide they decide no, we're not putting a red one in. Yeah. So it like even if you had like a PS1 disc of Metal Gear Solid and it was quote unquote playable on the PS5, you could not put the disc in and and just play it because. Like, the thing about this is you also have to think about is that this is locked behind a paywall. So it's not like Sony's just saying, hey, Metal Gear Solid is playable on the PS5. They're saying, if you pay us $18 a month, you can play Metal Gear Solid. It's just like the Nintendo Switch Online, whereas yeah. if you don't have Nintendo Switch Online, you cannot play The Legend of Zelda on the Switch. Or worse yet, if you don't have the Nintendo Plus version of the subscription, you don't get to play in 64 games. Or Genesis. No, that's, well, I mean, the if you don't pay for the Plus or the, the expansion pack, the benefit is that you don't get to play N64 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you the also emulation. don't get the Mario Kart DLC for free, so suck it. That is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, um, you're, I mean, you're right, because Microsoft, I mean, if I were just to buy a series... S off the street right now. <laughs> some fucking could, random guy with like a trench Some coat. random dude. Hey, <laughs> what are you buying? But uh, yeah, I, I, if I were to buy one and plug it up, I could put in, once again, Ninja Gaiden Black. No, you couldn't because it doesn't have a disk drive. Oh, that's right. Whatever. <laughs> Seriously, whatever. You know what the fuck I mean. I know what you I mean. Could, I could go buy one brand spanking new and not pay a dime extra and put it in, and it starts playing. Yeah, that's the thing right there. Is like it, Microsoft just made the games work if you own them, whereas Nintendo and Sony are going the route of pay us the subscription service, and we'll curate some games for you to play. Even yeah. if you do own them now. Yeah, doesn't matter if you own them. So I, I well, I don't own it anymore. Anthony owns it now, but I had a disc of Persona 4, the original Persona 4 PlayStation 2 disc. I can't put that in anything except a PlayStation 2 and not at work. PS3, that's it. Yep. Yeah, or the 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 fat PS3, which mine yellow light uh, years and years ago. So the the thing about it is that I think to me, um, the way I look at it to some degree is basically if you think about the difference between the tiers of the PlayStation Plus, uh, the subscription that's coming out, you notice that the most expensive one is the one that offers that uh, curated, you know, copies, I mean, curated, like, classic PlayStation stuff. Mm-hmm. And that tells me that they recognize the value and the demand for those games to some degree, because why why wouldn't they put something else there as kind of like a plus instead of those old games, right? So they, they see that people want it, and to that end, if the, the new premium version of their subscription does become the most popular... And they kind of see that people want more and more of these older titles. They would be more inclined to say for like the next generation of PlayStation console to kind of integrate that, that natively. PlayStation 5, that ship has basically sailed based on how the hardware works, right? And that's, you know, we kind of have to come to terms with that. But maybe for the next generation, they'll kind of go back.
back to the drawing board and say like, well, we did really well in the market for, you know, supporting these older games and, you know, doing all this other stuff. So maybe they'll kind of go into the realm of what, uh, you know, Xbox did for just being able to kind of put in your old PlayStation games. Because I would love to put in my original copy of Final Fantasy Tactics into my PlayStation 6 and just play that right off the bat, you know? Kind of like how I was able to do that, I think, on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 2. You can kind of basically just do that. So... How about my digital copy of War of the Lions? How about that? Like instead of like they're saying okay, we're gonna bring back PSP and stuff. Well, I have that. I've bought that digitally. Just give me access to the game. Thank you. Yeah, that's the that, thing. It's nice. like that's the biggest thing that 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 kicks me right in the freaking face is that there are games that I purchased digitally on PlayStation Three, where I can only play them on my PlayStation Three. Yeah. Even if you own them, you can't stream them. We made a joke about it, but Outpost, whatever it was, how you pronounce it? Koloki. Koloki X. Koloki. Outpost Koloki X. I bought that back in 2005. Guess what? I could go boot it up right friggin' now if I wanted to. You know know what's funny about that is, you know when they did that last drop of backwards compatible games for the Xbox? There were a small handful that the license were broken. Um... And I was actually um, one of the people affected by this, because if you remember, I used to buy every Xbox Live Arcade game. Yes, I know. So there were, like, five games that didn't carry their license over. So, like, it would ask me to buy them. Microsoft spent a month and a half fixing that. And eventually those games became available. The difference between Microsoft and Nintendo and Sony is that Nintendo and Sony don't have to do that because they don't have to be as good to their consumers because they they just sell regardless. So they don't have to make the effort to do this stuff because they know the people will just pay the money. So they don't do it. And it's truthfully, Microsoft probably spent that month and a half doing that, and that benefited nothing on their bottom line. Yeah. So, you don't think so? I feel like I mean we we can't be the only ones that have built up more you know goodwill towards Microsoft and their current generation of systems for towards the backwards compatibility nature of it. Uh, it. It must have had some kind of impact. I can't imagine it being nothing. Well, I mean, but it's probably so small that do you really goodwill. think a month and a half of work was worth the return on investment? It, it for was. That? Yeah, sometimes it's just worth it to pour money into something that you know will get you goodwill. Sure. Um, I'll tell you the reason why. Because you're talking about it right now. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Sure, but who the hell's listening to me, Drew? Well, <laughs> that's that also true. Those two people. So yeah. well, me, <laughs> me and my me and my dad really appreciate you yeah. saying that, Ken. Oh, I, I'm happy. Thank you. <laughs> that just got even more depressing. <laughs> so now you know you can play one of, time... the, one of the members of this show and his father are our two listeners. You know Thanks. you can now play Time Pilot if you originally purchased it because I told you. You know that four dollar and ninety nine cent game that you were worried about losing a license to. Yeah. All right, I'm going to read an email that's going to close the show out. This has to do with the subscription services. It comes from Blue Skies. He says, hello, all. Just wanted to mention a couple things I was thinking about concerning the new PlayStation subscription tiers. I occasionally subscribe to Game Pass when a new game is put on the service, such as this month with Tunic, Crusader Kings 3, and Weird West. Often I play for a while to determine if I'm in it for the long haul and finish it. I rarely finish games, but I want the option to buy it and play it later. Often Game Pass offers these games at a discount to buy, which is good if someone decides to cancel the subscription and wants to keep playing. 
We know that PlayStation will not have a day one first party game releases, but may later end up in the service after a few months. We don't know. But I also understand that PS1 and PS2 games will be on the service. One thing I have not heard is once you download the game or stream, will you have the option to buy the game? No, we, I definitely don't think you will. Um, that is one reason why I don't like Nintendo's online service. The games are there, but I can't buy them and continue with my save. I'm tethered to the renting service. If Sony wants to make any progress with catching up to Game Pass, they better make sure the games are able to be purchased. Otherwise, what's the point? By the way, I went to purchase Primal today on the PlayStation 5 store. It's a PS2 game. Uh, searched, and it showed up on the store, but only available via PS Now. What the fuck? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure Sony won't let the PS1 and PS2 games be purchased outright. That would be a shame. Party on. Yeah, you bring up a good point there. You you feel like you're, you have to keep subscribing if you want to finish, you know, Link to the Past. Yeah, it's it's that's that's a oh man that's 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 rough. Nintendo like I, is weird too because they save your saves for like if you cancel Nintendo Switch Online, I think they save your saves for like a year or something. Yeah, it's something like that. Which is weird. Like, why don't cloud storage being locked behind a paywall has always been weird to me. Like, Microsoft just gives it to you. Yeah, that 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 always got on my nerves because when they first, you know. When they deceptively didn't tell – or they didn't deceptively. They had it in a little small footnote when they first announced the PlayStation 4 saying, oh, PlayStation Plus will also allow you to play online. But they, they, they kind of just breezed over that and didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, like they, when they had to change it to, oh, you have to have PlayStation Plus to play online. Yeah. The, the, the big thing for me was I was like, really? I'm having to pay for cloud storage? And the cloud storage on PlayStation sucks because it doesn't just load. Like, you have to manually load it. Yeah, you have to choose yeah. that one. Yeah. I had to actually download my entire cloud save storage for when I first got my PS5, and that took forever. Yeah, it sucks. Like, I, I'm i so spoiled with, like, how Xbox does it. Like, when you boot up a game, it's like, let's find the newest save. Okay, you got it. We're good to go. Or, oh, you have it somewhere else. Let me grab that real quick. Yeah. I I... I mean, I, I get it. People love PlayStation, but the, sometimes it's good to root for the guy who's in last place right now because, man, they're trying their damnedest. Yeah, they, they're. I will tell you that the services on the Xbox are so much better than they are on the PlayStation. Bar none, dude. Bar none. <laughs> like seriously, like you can't you can't compare them. No. Like 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 everything is user friendly, it's easy. There is no no hoops to better. The, uh, yeah, sure. I don't like their dashboard. Their dashboard sucks. Their dashboard has sucked since the 360. I'm going to be honest with you, the PlayStation 5 dashboard kind of sucks too. I'm not a fan of yeah, it. Bring it back Blade. folders. Uh, folders. Hey, the blades. Switch just got folders. That was a new story last week. Took 5 years, but we got them. Bring, bring Why back is that so hard? Blades. Blades is where we we peaked. Blades was really good. I had I had the folders within the Blades, Anthony, and that was oh man, Blades were the bomb. Yeah, why why don't you just do that? Yeah, I mean the the the, and I like seriously the the biggest thing for me like I I was a Game Pass subscriber, which was one of the reasons why I got a Series X over a PlayStation Five, and then on top of that was just how everything is user friendly. Everything works. Like, Dude, like, I, like you haven't had this experience yet, Drew. But as somebody who has upgraded a game from the PS4 version to the PS5 version and the Xbox One version to the Series X version, 
holy shit. Dude, it's just there. Yeah, on it just, the Xbox. Like, my Xbox just goes, oh, I'm upgrading this game. Cool. On PlayStation 5, it's like, download the game, load it up, go to this point, save your file, upload it to the cloud, close game, delete game, download new game, go to this point, download file. I'm like, what the fuck? Man, how do I know if this works on my uh, Xbox? Does it say Xbox on the case? Then it, it, works then it, just, it just fucking works. I mean, like I said, the, the the mere fact that I I have a copy of Ninja Gaiden Black that I've had since two thousand three, I can throw it in my Series X and it starts playing. The, there's only been a few times that's actually happened, and honestly, most of it was reserved for the 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 Nintendo handhold handheld consoles because yeah. they always they always had that port. Of the previous one. They stopped doing it, obviously, when the 3DS came out. Uh, DS Lite. Or DSi, I should say. DSi. But, the, they, yeah, they removed it for DSi. But that's the only thing that ever actually worked with it. The only thing else that I can say was the PlayStation 1 games could work on PlayStation 2. That's it. Yeah. I, I think ultimately, to, to kind of put this together, I think this is one of the reasons why competition is so good, right? There's certain yeah. things that Nintendo does better. There's certain things that Sony does better. There's certain things that Xbox, uh, Microsoft does better. So I think in that term, I think when they start to like learn from each other, and if you think about like how far Sony has come from like the PS2, PS3 generation, especially God, God damn, the, the initial PlayStation 3 generation, we believe that that might have been the last PlayStation to ever come out. <laughs> how that's how bad it was. Everything, the online experience, the the console, how difficult to develop, everything was bad about it. And then following kind of in Microsoft footsteps and kind of learning a lot from their success and kind of adapting to their situation, they became much better. They dominated uh, during the PlayStation 4 era, and they're doing very well on this generation, but they're still clearly faulting and kind of falling behind on Microsoft in terms of their usability and how, how generally consumer-friendly a lot of the systems are. So in that way, I hope that uh, Microsoft will do a little bit better this generation, so that Sony will kind of be forced to kind of look at them to see why uh, you know they're succeeding where they're not. But at the same time, I also want Microsoft to look at Sony and be like, well, we have more first-party developers than anyone right now. And yet, you know, their quality, you know, their stuff is much more quality than our stuff and the frequency of their release is much better as well. So in that way, if you combine both Microsoft and Sony together, there's a perfect gaming company in there somewhere, right? Um, so I hope that they learn from each other and kind of keep the competition going so we can all benefit. That's that's kind of where my headspace is at. So we'll see. I know it's been kind of a gaming drought when it comes to Microsoft. You know, mm -hmm. you get every you get two two games a year for the past probably three years. Microsoft's been out here. I'm I get the feeling it may not happen this year, but next year I think Microsoft's going to like just come out with loads of stuff. I hope so because they bought all these damn studios and all these people yeah, are working on these games. Perfect Dark will not be one of them. No, no Perfect I, Dark's I, a 2024 I'm, game at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. But I, but I feel like they, they have, they have, they're basically setting up everything right now. And I think once they release their stuff with all these companies that they've bought out, they're going to have tons of stuff for people to want. Unfortunately, it's going to take a couple of years because A, they just made the acquisitions. B, a pandemic happened and everything got delayed. And it, it's, but it, it's going to happen. Like it's going to, it, it's, this, this generation is going to be everybody went, with place, it's going to be like the the two two generations ago. Everybody went with Microsoft 360. Xbox 360 was on top of its game. 
A year later, here comes the PlayStation 3. Everybody's making fun of it. It's got no games. It's too expensive, all that stuff. But by the end there, PlayStation 3 started coming up with stuff, had great releases, had a great infrastructure, everything like that, and they caught up with Microsoft. Same thing's going to happen this year. PlayStation 5 is on top right now. Microsoft is slowly but steadily catching up to them. And by the time we're at the end of this generation, Microsoft will be right there with Sony. Yeah, I hope so, because I think that's the best uh, kind of landscape that you want, right? You don't want someone that's too far behind. Otherwise, it's going to be too difficult for them to catch up. And luckily for Microsoft, they're very good at playing from behind because of the capital that they have to yep. work with. So, and they play, uh, they play from behind. Yeah, they play from behind the best, for sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. And Nintendo is in their own sandbox. Yeah, we don't we don't need to talk about Nintendo. Nintendo yeah, doesn't even so count fine. in the. Yeah, they they do their own things. Let them rock. It's fine. Yeah, um, we, everybody loves Nintendo. If you don't like Nintendo, you just don't like video games. I'm just convinced of that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that pretty, uh, pretty, I mean, June's gonna be interesting, guys. Like, maybe I'll hop on again to talk about it when the actual thing launches, but I'm very, very curious to see how this shakes out. I wanna know what's in it. I think that's my biggest thing, is I wanna see the laundry list of video games that are in the toppest tier. Like, show me all of the stuff that's available, because if it is like we're thinking, and we get the, you know, cause PlayStation now already has, like, a ton of PS3 games you can stream. Yeah. Like, if we get 20 PS1 games and, like, 20 PSP games, that's not really all that interesting to me. Not really, yeah. no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need, I, I mean, the PlayStation Mini, for all the shit that it was, still had, you know, like, almost 20 games on it, so come on. Yeah, I feel like most people are feeling that way. They're they're skeptical right now, and they'll see whenever, they'll probably wait a month to see exactly what this is, mm-hmm. and then decide if they want to jump on board. And Sony's going to have to bring it if they really want people to jump on board because 120 bucks a year. Expensive. It's I mean it's less than Game Pass, um, but it's still expensive. Yeah, and I mean you're not getting your first party releases day one, you know. Yeah, yeah. so you're you're not really saving a lot of money on that front. So, you know, it's going to be difficult. But I remember uh, if you guys remember how PlayStation Plus launched and everyone laughed at it and said like this is this is utter garbage. There's no reason for this to ha- for you to have this other than for the online play, which is mandatory. And everyone was very angry and rightfully so because it was a dumb service for a dumb price uh, that didn't need to be there. But they've recovered quite a bit. PlayStation Plus catalog has grown quite considerably, and the games that they put out there, obviously, not every month is going to be a hit, but they did put out some pretty quality titles there, many of which I've gone into play and very much enjoy. So yeah. I'm hoping that whatever this premium plan is going to be, it's going to improve in the same way that PlayStation Plus did, adding more value, adding more worth, and kind of it's the reason for its own existence to some degree. So, yeah. Yep. It will be, I will be interested to see it. I'll, I will subscribe because I subscribe to everything and I'm stupid, but that's just how that works. <laughs> well, you know, we're kind of knee deep in the industry, right? So if not us, then who else is going to be subscribing to all this nonsense? Yeah. Hey, I play my N64 games, okay? I do. I have that stupid <laughs> expansion pack and I play it. <laughs> yeah, you play the worst versions of the N64 emulated <laughs> games. Hey, I, can just, I also have every N64 game loaded into RetroArch. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, alright, that's, that's it for this week. Um, that's a long show, so kudos to you if you're still here listening. Um. Ain't nobody still listening. That's true. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcast at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, whew, we got at M4G Radio, or I'm sorry, at M4G Podcast, uh, for the show. 
Uh, Drew is at DML Fury. Anthony is at Complacent Robot. Ryan's at Wombat RP. Jay is at Bottomside J. I am at ZTGD, and the site is at ZTGD Content. Uh, as Drew mentioned, you can also check out Phoenix Down Control. Probably one or two more episodes. Two more episodes at least. Okay, so got Control going on. Um, I think that's it. Anybody have anything yeah. else before you know we close out this three fucking hour show? Well, I like to say that uh, Ryan just plays too many games and talks too much about them, so we got to really keep his time lower. I know, so I'm the that. one that's really dragging I mean, the show. Ryan, I mean, <laughs> making it take forever. It's, it's, it's quite insufferable, to be honest. I the know. Well, just don't appreciate it. I'm I've been working it on i got to be honest. You know? I've, yeah. I've been working on it for 16 years now, so. Mm-hmm. Is it really? It's been day. that long, hasn't it? God damn it. It has. Yeah, we that. started this in August of 2006. You had to say that. Yeah. I had to. God. Well, listen, Ken, we're old. I know. I, I mean, I don't know how else to tell you. I, I hate to tell you this. Um, Phoenix Down is about to turn 10. Oh, baby. Holy see shit. How, see how crazy? Even our spinoffs are 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our spin- well, some of our spinoffs are older than that. They just suck, so we didn't keep going with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, gonna, I thought you were going to mention your kids' <laughs> <and> spinoffs. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> That's dark, I think, right? Yeah, they're it's most of our kids are over ten. To be, to be fair, Phoenix Down is really our um, it's our family matters to the primary shows. Perfect Strangers. Yeah, that's true. Same universe, you know. We got we have the multiverse going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm the Laverne Shirley. I'll be speaking, that way. Speaking of Perfect Strangers, Ryan, that Kirby theme. <laughs> it's Perfect Strangers, dude. It's Perfect Strangers. It's Perfect Strangers. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. One hundred percent. I and I love it because I miss those theme songs from those TV shows. Yeah, they don't do those anymore. That's depressing. Everywhere you look. <laughs> All right, we need to get the fuck out of here. I want these bitches. As days go by. Alrighty, and it goes something like this.